Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you guys for being back with us here for episode number 262 it is monday march the 14th 2022 and we're here as always to romp you through the world of retro wrestling i'm joe Morata, joined by michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy diddy we are almost to the springtime my favorite time the springest we are almost to the springest folks you, you can so spring it you can spring it thank you for springing on over here as we romp you through the world of retro wrestling. Glad to be back with you here for another week in our new format. We appreciate a lot of the positive feedback that we received on last week's episode with the new format. Oh, yeah. They, they liked it. They liked the best of the WWF Volume 16. Did they now? Yeah, they did, from what I understand. Oh, it is it is lovely. It was that? lovely. And you guys are lovely. Thank you for being with us here. We hope you start your week off right as we romp you through this old wrestling that we all love so much and love to make fun of so much. Thank you for being with us couple of quick reminders here. You can follow us on Twitter if you don't, at OVP Podcast on Twitter. There you can get your fix of daily gifts. That's at OVP Podcast on Twitter. No drama, just gifts. You can also follow us. Do this. It's important, especially this season and upcoming. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe there. Yeah. Because you're going to get all the video versions of the reviews we do, unless they're booted over to Vimeo. Which many of sometimes. them might yeah. also. <laughs> so maybe you want to follow the Vimeo. Follow our Vimeo also. Uh, you just search for us. Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast or OVP Podcast on either of those. Follow us there. And you can also email us if you want to. We still accept emails at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is... Podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, if people want to talk to you and me and well over a thousand other retro wrestling fanatics, where can they go? Over at facebook.com slash Vimeo. So we see we go before Vimeo. Right, of course. Yeah, well, on Facebook though too. It's very meta. You'll, you'll be okay. Anyway, over at that uh, Vimeo Facebook site, they have a search bar. In the search bar, you type our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast. Bing, bang, boom, tubes, gore, kafoi. Hit the join group and you're in. All we ask you to do when you join that group is to agree to one rule, one rule only, which is don't be what, Michael? Don't be a dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. And all we mean by that, folks, is if you want to talk about all the old wrestling, WWF, NWA, WCW, world class, AWA, pretty much anything is welcome there. Do it. The only thing we ask is if you're going to disagree with somebody's opinion about old wrestling, don't be a jerk about it. Yeah, don't be a jerkin. There's no... We don't like it. We don't need jerkinry over there on our Facebook It's group. not good. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Quinn will scold you. I may. <laughs> um, so be careful over just, there. Just watch out. Yeah. Yeah, but really, we just believe it's not worth getting like into personal attacks and things like that over wrestling. It I, really, we don't think it is. I, I really don't think it is. Yeah, so just have it's, fun. It, it's, it's men fighting in their underpants. We don't have to go any further than that. No, unless you want to strip down to your underpants and start fighting. You can yeah. do that, uh, but you can't do that in the group. However, you can talk about the old wrestling and do that on Facebook, okay? And also, if you like OVP, maybe you've been with us for a few weeks now or a few months or maybe all the years we've been doing this. And if you want more of what we do, there is more of what we do. There's two extra shows available on patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Right now, we have... The 1984 canon. This is a good one because we are heading into September of 84 this week. We have made it that far. 
That'll be a lot of fun. Jeez, we're almost done with 84 at this point. Believe that? Crazy, right? Yep. And you can get that and the WWF pay-per-view reviews, every single one from WrestleMania to Royal Rumble 95 out right now on Patreon. If you want to hear what we think about all of those and you want to support us along the way, you can go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Michael... Yes. We have a new opening segment. We've been doing this now for exactly one episode. It, it just debuted. It's so old. <laughs> it's the oldest segment ever. And this is a great one, folks, is we asked you guys over on our Facebook group to give us an opinion that you have about retro wrestling where you might feel you're on an island, isolated, perhaps alone in your thinking. We wanted you to state your opinion by asking, are you the only one? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? What a great intro. Cl- clever intro. <laughs> Did you just search lyrics with like, I am the only one or whatever? I might have. Uh, so anyway, this is called, Am I the only one? Where we are asking you guys to give us an opinion. It might be against the grain. It might be controversial, but we wanted to hear from you and we wanted to talk about it. Last week, we talked about the new generation. There were some people who felt like they were the only ones that like that. It was pretty new. It was and, pretty new. And it was a generation that didn't last very long. And speaking of new, this one's uh, got new in the name also here. So we got two related requests. So I feel like we'll do them both in this episode. Okay. Number one is from Peter Kimber. And he says, am I the only one who thought the New World Order was overrated mm. after Hogan joined? Wait, what? We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. And number two is from Chris Cassay, or as we like to say, Kes Cassay. Kes Cassay. Kes Cassay! Who says, am I the only one who was bored out of his skull every time the NWO was on screen? Okay, some brave takes there. So first of all, Quinn, what does the New World Order stand for? The New World Organization of Wrestling. That's its Christian name. And the New World Organization of Wrestling, brother! Now, in talking about the NWO, I don't think we need to really explain the history of it. We're at a point where you guys that are listening, you know what that is. I hope so. (laughs) Right. I hope this isn't your first episode and you're like, what's NWO? (laughs) But if you really need to know, obviously it started in the spring of 1996, Hall and Nash, and then Hogan, and then a million other people. Big has turned on WCW! So we're going to start with the first question here. Peter Kimber, a noted lover of our live reviews, by the way. Peter Kimber was the one who asked, "Is was it overrated after Hogan joined? And I just have to call a technicality on that, because it wasn't called the NWO until after Hogan joined. That's true. But that's just me being, well, actually. It wasn't even officially called the NWO when he first joined, because he messed up the name. <laughs> yeah, they don't refer back to the New World Organization part ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I guess what he's getting at, Quinn, tell me what you think, because that's a it's a bold question. It's very bold. Hall and Nash coming in was very fresh because they were straight out of the WWF, they right? They were outsiders, if you will. They were. They were outside WCW. I mean, Hogan turning heel. <sighs> Listen, I guess in order for something to be overrated, there has to be a rating, right? <laughs> the rating is very good on this, though. Correct. And, but that might be the crux of the question, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, Peter. But were all the ratings that the NWO got, and by that we mean propelling them to 83 weeks of victory over... The Mm -hmm. WWF, you know, on Raw and reinvigorating the business. Is he saying that maybe the quality of what they did doesn't match the rating? That's the only thing I can think of. What do you think about that? This is something that's been muddled over the years, right? They are and they aren't overrated. It's complicated. In what regard do you think they aren't? Here's the thing. 
is if you were watching at the time, we were right. And you know, I don't know everyone's history here. Sure, it involved even the the askers of the question here. We, we have a varied you know right. background um, here. But at the time, first of all, you have to remember it's like the sheets existed, but nobody really had them. It wasn't that commonly. It wasn't like you could go on pro wrestling insider dot web or something right. and they're like Dave Meltzer says this or whatever like you couldn't even do that they existed but it wasn't as accessible as it is now maybe or not as many people and you did. weren't sure if you were going to get viruses or some <laughs> shit if you even went to go find it anyway this is true anywho some people were like is this real because of the way it was like presented where they like just walked out and and, and remember like Shivani and, and all of them, even Nabisco, all all those guys are all just like, hey, get him off. Like sure. that's that guy's not supposed to be here, right? Sure. What what what's going The match is match fans, we gotta go to a break. I, the match left! I have no idea what to say. Stay with us. Jeez. And so that was crazy on its own. And that was that ended up only being like the tip of the iceberg. It really was, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that happens, right? And your mind is blown already. And every week you're like, what the hell are these guys going to do next, right? Then they powerbomb Eric Bischoff. And, sure. And WCW is basically saying like he runs the company, which they didn't before they acted. He was like a Vince person where yeah. they were like, he's just an announcer. Yeah. He doesn't do anything, yep. right? Like, Same thing. They did. They, it was like that, right? You And and here they are like acting like, hey, that's our boss. Like, you know, he, he yep. just attacked our boss. Let's go get him, right? 100%. Please get him. Unbelievable. This is sick. Yeah. Tony, I got it. They I'm, should they hold on. Where'd the at? He's right down below us here. Oh my god. We're, we're gonna need some medical attention right now. Yes. Right now, ladies and gentlemen. The, all this stuff started happening, and then like I said, it was the tip of the iceberg when the Hogan thing happened. This was crazy. The heel term was I mean Hulk Hogan was the biggest baby face. Ever in for, pro wrestling for twelve straight years? Yeah, ever. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm not like exaggerating. At least in North American professional wrestling, when this happened, it was so outlandish, right? I didn't catch the pay per view because you have to remember also, like WCW was still kind of like you didn't order every WCW pay per view. They weren't that kind of company. I didn't even order yet. every WWF pay per view, right? You know. And so I remember hearing the next day before the Nitro came on to tell me this shit, some kids like saying is like, yeah, Hulk Hogan, he's turned bad. He's with he's with NWO. And I'm like, oh, get out of here. Like, right. that's crap. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. They were all like throwing garbage. I'm like, they would never throw garbage at Hulk. What are you talking about? Right. This was so inconceivable to me. And I remember I lived with um my my mom's boyfriend at the time, mm -hmm. he was also a wrestling fan and he told me about it when I got home and I'm, and, and it's like, this can't be. And he's like, I'm not sure either. Like we got to watch. Right. And wow. like, this is insane. Right. And then I remember turning it on and they're in like the fucking outdoors or whatever. And they're like, Hulk Hogan disgrace W Summit. And I'm like, my jaw dropped. Right. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't believe this. The new world order is taking over professional wrestling with the outsiders, the new blood, the foundation of the new world order. We shall rule the wrestling world. In no way could I call the the Hulk Hogan Hall and Nash and the first, you know, the first bit of the NWO. I think uh, is worthy of the praise it got, the remembrance it gets, the ratings it drew. Because like you said, I mean, Hogan turning heel was such a big deal. 
Yeah. It hadn't been done. He hadn't been a heel since 1982, I guess, in AWA 81, whenever I mean, it was. He had adults compete. People who were like grown men were like, I don't like what? And it made WCW a fascinating television program for a number of months. For 83 weeks. Because not you combine the unpredictability of the outsiders yep. with Hulk Hogan turning right. heel. <laughs> right. And then you're like, I don't even know what the hell's going to happen anymore. And then here's the thing. This is the controversial part. This is the complicated part, right? Is when other people started joining. Yeah. At first, this was one of the better aspects of it because it made every person they fought a question mark. You know, when Hulk Hogan's fighting the big, stinky, nasty giant, and, you know, he hates him, and all of a sudden the giant's Hulk Hogan's friend. What's going on here? Sure. Then people are jumping over, like, six. Like, six was a big one. Ted DiBiase was Ted a big DiBiase, one. Vincent like, for fun. And people, people specifically who weren't friends with Hulk Hogan, like Ted DiBiase. Right, right? of like, course. It was so weird. And part of it also, again, there was still like questions about like, is Vince talking to them? What's it what like what is going on here, right? Sure. To me, it wasn't overrated at all. I don't think so either. I think again, worthy of of the ratings and worthy of the praise. However, if you don't mind, I think I can get into maybe what Peter Kimber meant after Hogan joined. Obviously, you know, we had a long time of the NWO. And I think there is a you know, a consensus that Maybe it got watered down. Uh, it overstayed its welcome. A, yes. But I would say that you want to add guys like Sean Waltman. You want to add the giant for that period of time. You want to add Ted DiBiase. You even want to spice it up with maybe, you know, Mike Rotundo for some weird reason and Big Boss Man because they were former WWF guys. So, I get it. And part of what they were doing there, if you recall, this is what I think gets lost in the shuffle. The beginnings of the NWO, the way they were positioning it was that it was like eventually going to be some rival wrestling company. Yes. So they were taking over WCW and doing their own thing. Yeah. Right. And so actually at the time, I know I thought, you know, IRS sucks, right? You know, Big Bossman's not even that far up the card anymore. No, He's kind of low end. Very much. Um and so at the time, I was like, Oh, they're like forming their own wrestling better. Like that's how I perceived it. So much so that they had those NWO Saturday night segments where there would be like matches. Sure. Tonight, the Outsiders Hall of Match will take on the infamous Starbucks Twins. They had their own pay-per-view, sold out in 97. Right. This is why, like, you look at it, and, and some people, I think, retroactively, like, retcon that the, it's all these people entering was bad. It's like, but that was, like, part of the angle. It was part of it. And I think it dovetails into Chris Casey's question very nicely. Right. Uh, am I the only one who was bored of this skull every time the NWO was on screen? And I'd like to address that, Quinn, uh, because I've said this many times in the history of our show that I did get tired of it by... I want to say by mid-97, around the time where Luger won the title. That was a good year, though. It was a great year, but here's yeah. the thing, and I think I get where Chris Cassay is coming from. Correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe this is selective memory, but I really do feel like a lot of these Nitros from this period of time, from, from like all of 97 when Bischoff joined, you know, in late 96 onward, right? The crux of the NWO stuff primarily consisted of them coming out, cutting these long-ass promos that mm -hmm. led nowhere, a lot of them, right? Mm -hmm. Just talking while a bunch of people stood around like assholes. Right. Literally, the same thing people get on Triple H for right. five years later. Literally. Taking to be up fair, a, it hadn't been done. Doesn't mean it should have been either. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. It was like new. I can see how someone could get bored with that because at that same time, I'm talking me, not everyone else, me. WWF, on the other hand, on the other channel, even though they were the ratings were in the pooper compared to Nitro, 
Brett was turning heel. Right. There was some Austin well, was really by heating up. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, right? This that period of time. I remember the stuff that I was doing with Sean, the stuff I was doing with Undertaker, and the stuff that I was doing with uh, Stone Cold. To me, it was a million miles, not even close to what they were doing in the NWO and all that crap. I mean, I thought it was absolute garbage. My problem, though, and why I did get bored with the NWO, there's a few reasons. One is I get that they were the heels and you're supposed to boo them, but were you supposed to boo them? Why did they sell merch? Why did they do crowd service? Why did they play? The, were you really supposed to boo them? Yeah. So this, to me, this, the angle was somewhat of a double-edged sword. Yes. Because... The way the angle was written, it almost was the intention, you know, that there was going to be like two of them, right? Yes. And that the idea of the company was supposed to be WCW versus NWO, so much so that they started marketing products like the video game. Sure. Well, they du- dual branded their magazine and their pay-per-views for right. a long time, too. So much so that, like, yeah, it became part of the branding. At WCW NWO Bash at the Beach. And so I think that they got to a point where they wanted there to be NWO fans and WCW fans. The problem was, is the NWO was infinitely cooler yes, than WCW. You nailed it. I was going right? to go there. That's my problem, right? Is sure, you want to have the NWO come out every week and do their, their heels, right? Blah, blah, blah. Right. WCW always looked really stupid. J.J. Dillon would be an idiot, right? All the <laughs> horsemen are helpless. Roddy Piper putting together this horrible-ass team with John Tenta. I love John Tenta. Wearing the Icon shirt, remember that? Yeah. The, no one can do anything against these people. Their silver bullet to this was supposed to be Sting, right? Was that Yes. The whole point, like actually, for real, the way it was written, the way I remember it as a kid, was that there was always reasons why WCW couldn't get the upper hand like you illustrated with the horsemen, the idea with the horsemen was is that there was internal dissent in the horsemen when the NWO happened to come around. Because and of they, Jeff Jarrett. Because of Jeff Jarrett, right? <laughs> exactly. And so then they're all bickering with each other and then they can't like pay attention to... Like, Correct. And the thing was is the way WCW had built the horsemen prior to the NWO is that had the NWO encountered the horsemen, the horsemen would have just kicked their fucking right, asses they're out the of horsemen. The, they're the horsemen, right? And also, don't forget, Randy Savage turned on WCW, which was like a big blow to them. Right. I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, there are storyline elements. What I'm saying and is... DDP this is, was, was another champion. We, we can't forget about him. He was one of their saving graces. The problem was, is that this story they were telling took a really long time. If I'm completely honest, Joe, again, I think the stretching of it was also... They thought that was beneficial because sure. they were making so much well, money off that's the thing. Because they, if you're WCW, you got to remember they aren't really two separate companies, so they don't give a shit which side is selling more. People shit, are coming right? to the shows. People are watching the. If sh- they buy NWO the shit or WCW shit, we don't care. One hundred percent. It's the same old shit. The problem, I think, though, is because you're right. It was geared to have ultimately Sting was going to be the guy that came in and, and destroyed that was the NWO. Re- that was going to resolve all the, like, anytime the NWO, they get the upper hand because of a turn or right. the horseman bickering or some bullshit, right? And if you think about it in theory, it does make total sense because Sting was not trusted by the company that he, had, that he had been with for eight straight years at that point, right? He had a vendetta. He had a grudge. He had changed his persona. He had changed his look. And he would attack the NWO. It became clear he was not in the NWO, Right. So you would think, just according to classic wrestling storytelling, that the logical conclusion would be that he would come in, he would vanquish Hulk Hogan, and everyone would celebrate and be a wonderful moment. The problem is they did that with Lex Luger four months earlier. Right. It is that really let the steam out of the whole thing. It It did. did. 
and, and not to mention, you know, I, again, because I know I'm going to get flack, but the point is, you know, the whole, the whole, what went down with staying at Starcade, okay. whatever. Let me just ask you this. I'm not going to ask you if it delivered because we know it didn't and you won't admit it, but Hogan and Sting, if they had done what they did with Luger, right, it would have just clean win. They did that. Yeah. The clean win. Mm hmm. Sting wins and then the NWO falls apart and yeah, it's it, over with. It's weird. It's kind of like they got cold feet at the end because you know what I think? I really think this is probably the internal thing. I don't think WWE is stupid. I just think... Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I think you're judging the later era. I no. Don't, I don't think the thinking is dumb. It's just that what they... The problem was they couldn't figure out what do we do with the NWO if they lose to Sting. And they were not prepared for this. Well, then on the don't, night, don't on, write on the, a story that you right, don't have an ending to. Right. And they would figure this out. But the problem was it took until like February or March for them to say, oh, we'll have NWO red and black. Yeah. Yes. Right. But the problem is that shit should have been ready for the Sting thing. Right. Like they, Nash and Hogan should have been feuding right after Starcade. Or they should have been feuding during like right before. And that's yeah. like the crack. Right. That's how Sting can beat 700 people because they're all fighting each other. I would have been fine just with like that. The horsemen. See, it all comes around. And, the, you know, the ir irony of this, too, just to branch out for a second, is that Luger got a clean win over Hulk Hogan. Very nicely done. Right. Right. Goldberg a year later got a clean win over Hulk Hogan. Very nicely done. and remembered. And the Sting one, the guy that was supposed to be the savior fizzled out, petered out for a, a plethora, as Luger would say, of reasons this didn't work. Right? right, You don't need to rehash it. But back to the two questions at hand, Peter Kimber with the, was the NW overrated? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. It revolutionized WCW and Absolutely. the wrestling business. Absolutely. I, I can't say it's overrated because it's the single most important thing, maybe in the entire 90s. Like maybe, wrestling and maybe per perhaps that and maybe Steve Austin. And, right. And that might be about it. But at the same time, I do agree with Chris Cassay. Chris Cassay! I did get bored of the NWO. And now he says every time they were on screen. No, because in 96, I was glued to the TV. Right. In 96 into 97. I also think I it's, couldn't a, it's get a enough. bit of a stretch to say the NWO took over the entire show in 97 because I've watched they back. Didn't. There's a lot of like undercard stuff that's awesome happening just with the oh, NWO oh, existing yeah. and it has nothing to do with it. Well, yeah, anything with Jericho, the cruiserweights, there's yeah. a bunch of other, so even some of the US title stuff that yeah. was going on, there is. I think the reason I got bored with it though, I'm trying to articulate it, is it just felt like one miserable thing after another every single week. Hogan's champion for a straight year, chicanery. Hall and Asher champions forever, chicanery. <laughs> it just felt like a depressing show to watch. It was very annoying that Harlem Heat couldn't like yeah. team up and beat the shit out of like the outsiders or the again. Steiners. Because they only got screwed because of the Sherry and Colonel Parker yeah, it stuff. it was fucked up, man. <laughs> That's what I mean. When I got bored of it, it just got depressing. Eventually, it's like, I want to watch something. I want to be happy. You know, I want a happy ending. Hey there, big guy. I, that's not that kind, but I wanted a happy ending. Well, you know, somebody wanted it to be at Starcade. I know, but they <laughs> fucked it up. Yeah, Gwen, yeah. Did it deliver? I want the answer. No. It, oh, Chuck Mass, listen. It's a new era. I'll say it. It didn't deliver. It, upon further analysis, it didn't deliver. We're shaking hands right now. You can't Fine. see it, but... Thank you, Michael yeah. Quinn. But you get where we, where we've been yeah, coming yeah. from, right? Me yeah. and the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, the reason it was so questionable in the first place, yeah. why the delivery aspect, <laughs> I just want to Go clarify ahead. this. Well, this is a very because monumental occasion. When you look at it, Sting did win. 
he did, but yep. it didn't. It didn't like it wasn't. It wasn't pure. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it wasn't a pure victory. I know a win's yeah. a win. I get yeah. what you say, but it didn't deliver the way it should have. It didn't deliver emotionally, right? Cathartically, yeah. And that, that, that's always what I meant about this. Is like I know, Quinn. it did. Like it did. You know, Sting won. Whatever. It gave the finish that should have happened. Right. It was just poorly done. Yeah. That um, it's the it's the execution. <laughs> yeah. That didn't deliver. Uh, but I think these are both brave questions because you know Quinn and and most most of our most of our fans probably do that. I do like to go against the grain when I when I believe it's warranted. This one's so hard to dispute to me though. It's like I can't sit here and say that the NWO was overrated. Yeah, I can't say that. No, How, because but, we we were hooked. Yes. It was like I literally remember being a kid and thinking like during the week before we got another Nitro, I was like. Oh man, what's the NWO going to do this week? Sure, and I remember, same. Like, same. The minutes and the hours on Monday, I would be so I, I could barely eat dinner. Like I was like, I can't wait until Nitro's until on. Nitro, like I, yeah. I need to know, right? And the thing is, too, I'm a diehard WWF fan. You know that. Yeah. For me to have a stretch of time where the first show I wanted to watch and the one I watched primarily was Nitro, that should tell you something. Yeah. Because I lived 1995. Yeah. WWF and WCW. There's never been a time in the history of wrestling since, you know, Vince took over or whatever that the WWE was absolutely positively not the primary oh, promotion. 100%. Like, they were just weren't. No, and why is that? The NWO the NWO. Was one of the biggest reasons. So, no, I, Peter Kimber, I love you and I know you love our live reviews, buddy, but I don't think it's underrated, but I get where you're coming from. Maybe what he saw on the screen didn't match the hype. Mm -hmm. I get that. Chris Cassay. Chris Cassay. Again, I'm a mixed bag there because for the first six, let's, if we're calling the NWO proper when Hogan turned, right? Mm -hmm. July of 96. Yeah, I was into it for a, close to a year. Yeah. But it did start to wear on me. It was like, when is WCW going to stop looking stupid? Right. When is something good going to happen? It just, I swear, I remember I watched that whole fucking Roddy Piper segment where he's wearing the Icon shirt yeah. and he's having people try out. And I'm like, why is Earthquake out here? <laughs> what is going on? You know, I was like, why can't someone do something? No, Lex Luger did something. And I'm, I was running that is like around one of the my living room. Greatest moments <laughs> yes. ever. Like, right. And it was, that shows you the fucking magic yes. of like why it was such a big deal to beat the NWO, right? It was like, because everyone and their mother was like, yo, Lex Luger, he beat him. Like, I can't believe and, it. Lex Luger. And that shows the sorry condition we were in where Lex Luger, I love Lex, when he is the one that pulled it off better than Sting ever could have hoped. Yep. It's it's crazy. And even though they only did that to pop the Nitro rating because it was the night after WWF SummerSlam was 100th Nitro and only to build to the rematch at Road Wild five days later, it was still one of my favorite moments it of all like time. It was like lightning in a bottle. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? If it had ended it even, there. It even like had the redemption aspect of the fact that like Luger fucked up at SummerSlam <laughs> like, 93. Yeah. And you're like, it's redeemed. It's in the same arena yeah. as SummerSlam. It's all redeemed. <laughs> he just but. won clean. Yeah. Hogan tapped out. Yeah. Standing in Detroit. Yes. Yeah. I'll always go back to that moment. Same with Goldberg. And Goldberg was another big one. The guy in the middle is the one, but again, we're not talking about Hogan Sting. We're talking about the NWO. Yeah, I got bored, Chris say, but not initially. It took like a year. That's a long time yeah, in I, wrestling terms. I did like, get What tired. angle do you know now that goes a year? 
period. It's rare. Yeah. And the reason I got bored is because I flipped on, like I said, Raw and Bret Hart was turning heel and then the Canada US stuff and Austin was fresh and Shawn Michaels was wrestling again after faking the knee injury and all that, you know, and that was a lot of fun. And then Mankind was turning face and things were just changing over the WWF. And I found that to be fresher than the kind of repetitive and the NWO. Right. And sometimes Hogan's not there and like Nash has a bandana. It's no good. It got weird is yeah. all I'm saying. It got like a little much. Anyway, very brave questions to both of you. And uh, again, we're going to continue all season long here, folks, with the Am I the Only One segment. It's going to be a lot of fun. We really think it is. Quinn, anything to add before we get out of here? Nothing I got extra here. I just can't believe you said that uh, Hogan Sting didn't deliver. Chuck uh, Mess. I explained myself. So <laughs> Chuck Mess, like, just, it's over. It's over, buddy. It's over. The hatchet is officially buried. Yeah. Uh, but, folks, thank you guys for being with us here. Uh, we do have something to review. That'll be coming up in a second. But in the meantime, let us know what you think of the NWO. Do that on Twitter, at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email or join the group. But, incidentally enough, when we come back, it is WCW Monday Nitro. We're reviewing it right after this. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. The New World Order launches its final attack. The World Heavyweight title could land in enemy hands when the traitor Hulk Hogan seeks to destroy the colossal giant. Sting and the total package have a common goal to demolish the outsider invasion. Plus, we're going to take you places you've never been before. It's WCW's Hog Wild, Saturday, August 10th, live and only on pay-per-view. Hello, wrestling fans. While we're on a break here, just a quick reminder to check out some friends of the show. These are other independent wrestling podcasts. We want you to check them out. Start with Booking the Territory. This will get you everything for your southern fried, very classy, unprofessional wrestling coverage of the NWA, WCW. It is Booking the Territory. And check out GFA Live with Peter Winson and Kathy as they trek you through some classic episodes of WWF television. Maybe a movie you never know. So check out our friends of the show. It is Book in the Territory and GFA Live. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode 262. March 14th, 2022, and it's apparently a new era. Quinn has seen the light. About the light has been seen, sort of. You saw the light. Yeah. It's been seen, and I'm very happy about that. And folks, if you want to see our extra content, we have it over at patreon.com slash OVP podcast, like we mentioned. Quinn, we do not do this to try to get rich, to rip people off. It this isn't some scheme or something. No schemes here, folks. All we're trying to do is provide a way for people to support us because people do want to do that believe it or not yeah. and we've always said well if you're going to do that we're going to give you stuff in return and the stuff you can get is at patreon.com slash OVP podcast we do our best to make this very affordable there's only two tiers two dollars and five dollars and that's it that's it that's all there is okay oh, it's, it's very simple on the two dollar tier is every episode of WWF Championship Wrestling since January of 82 like I said coming out this week September of 84 and uh, you get to watch it along with us or listen along with us. It's a lot of fun. We've been, we got to see the pre-Vince McMahon era. Yes. And as Vince bought it and all the changes that have happened. And now the Hulkamania era. Brutus Beefcake is even here now. It's upsetting. <laughs> 
He's not good at the beginning. No, he's very bad. But you can get upset with us over on the $2 tier. It's the 1984 Canon. And also, like I mentioned, the WWF pay-per-view reviews. These are full-length audio reviews, just to be clear, audio reviews, where we go through the entire show in great detail. There's even the star ratings, very prestigious. Very prestigious, specifically from us. So if you want to check out our very prestigious ratings, uh, and every WWF pay-per-view right now from WrestleMania 1 until Royal Rumble 95, you can do that next month. God, coming out for April, Quinn. The one I've been waiting for and dreading <laughs> all in the same breath. WrestleMania 11 coming out. That's going to be a lot of pausing for me and uh, walking away <laughs> and doing something else. Yeah, sometimes you got it, right? take me a week to watch that show. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to support us, no pressure at all. Why don't you just give it a shot for the rest of March? You got half the month left. Hey, if you want it for free, just shoot us an email or something like that, or shoot us a DM on Twitter. We'll even hook you up for a free rest of March. Check it out. It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Quinn, yes. we're reviewing WCW Nitro, March 25th, 96. Uh-huh. March. So March. a little pre-NWO here. Uh-huh. Now, some background on this one. First and foremost, this was suggested by a longtime friend of the show, Jimmy Borden. Oh. He is one of the original very, OVP very fans. OP, OVP. OP? Yeah. Original Original pal? poster. <laughs> original poster. Overpowered. Overpowered Jimmy Borden. <laughs> yeah. That's a good nickname, actually. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy Borden wanted us to review this. Why? Because he was there. Oh, really now? Yes. And this is the Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an interesting location. It is. WWF did a lot of tapings there, too. Now, we actually have some background on this. I just want to explain a few things. Over on Raw, the same exact night, this was the go-home show to WrestleMania 12. Were they pre-recorded? They were taped on March 11th. Okay. So, yes, uh, two weeks prior. And for Nitro, this is the night after that very famous uh, Uncensored 96 with the uh, cage match of doom or whatever oh, it was called. the thing where, like, everyone, every bad guy teamed up to beat Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Yeah, Zeus was there. Yeah, it was great. Z-Gangster. Z-Gangster, excuse uh, me. What was Arn wearing? Um, he, he was wearing a t-shirt. And sweatpants. Because sweat, he, he, he did something earlier in the night. He was like, I don't have time for this shit. I don't have time for this. He had to, like, wait in the ceiling with, like, Ric Flair for, like, an hour. Lugers and this and uh, stuff. Yeah. So it's that Why era, is folks. Luger Because he's in the Dungeon of Doom a little bit. Yeah, just... I, lo- I love this. Bit. I love this time period. Everything is weird. It is. Like, it's amazing. Like, Ric Flair is still, like, it's the 80s over here. Like with the yeah, like with the ladies and with you know, the lady, yeah, yeah. yeah, like the it's ridiculous. It's a whole scene. Uh, and just for the record here, the live Nitro did defeat the taped Raw on the go home show for WrestleMania, mind you, uh, a three point one for Nitro to a two point nine for Raw. Want to run down what was on that Raw card just because it's kind of funny here. Uh, so Shawn Michaels, okay, yeah, <laughs> stop. He had making his debut in Shawn's corner. Oh no, Jose Lothario. This stunk. <laughs> I'm a, the most biggest Shawn Michaels fan. Right. And even I have said, Jose Lothario, no good. <laughs> Not good, folks. Uh, now, Shawn defeated Leaf Cassidy of the New Rockers, who had Marty with him, of course. I remember there being weird hype about this yes, on like, this the is programming, real. where they were like, they, you know, his his rocker, new, the, the guy who replaced him <laughs> or some shit. It was like, <laughs> we don't care about the New Rockers. They stink. <laughs> They were like, <laughs> They're not even anything like the old terrible. rockers. They were only there for like a month at that point. Yeah. No one cared. And uh, Sean did defeat him, obviously. Bret Hart 
you know, I wanted to be ringside. He helped uh, because he actually helped Sean. He prevented Marty Jannetty from interfering. So this was so that he would be fresh for for WrestleMania, right? That's this whole thing. You respect, know, respect. I wanted to have Sean at this best, you know, show me running on ice like an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Triple H was in action. Yeah, on beat him up. <laughs> We had Stu stretching me. I looked really horrible. <laughs> Triple H was in action, Quinn, and he defeated your favorite, your dad's favorite, Aldo Montoya. Oh, the Portuguese man of war. Yes, still there, by the yeah. way. And then, in this hot action, uh, Ahmed Johnson defeated Owen by DQ. This is the Camp Cornette uh, storyline. <laughs> Anytime you bring up Camp Cornette, <laughs> I, hate it. I immediately like like tune out. You brace for action. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Raw, not so good. I don't know what's on this Nitro, although I probably... It's March 96. I was flipping. Were you flipping in March 96? Yeah, I you know, I've rewatched this era multiple times because I'm it's I find this you early Nitro era just fun. Yeah, we're only 6 months <laughs> in a Nitro. So I might have seen this one. I it, it, I might remember what's going on. Let's cool. put it that way. Yeah, I might have seen it too uh, at the time and maybe retrospectively, but what we're going to do for those of you on the video, we're going to bring up the video scope. I'm going to do that with my powers in 3, 2, 1. Scope now this, I see the TNT. Let's see if I get that right, by the way. We will. This is the broadcast version, just so everyone knows here. Uh, we are going to be doing a lot of longer reviews on this uh, season, but we really wanted to do this one for Jimmy. And the fact that it is uh, the broadcast version means we probably get some commercials. Ooh. So that's always get fun. Get in a movie, probably. During this time period. <laughs> that was on TBS, wasn't it? Yeah, but they like they to promote cross it on promote. Yeah, they, they, they're all the same family of this channels. This is true. Uh, so, yeah, just for some context again, Raw heading into WrestleMania 12, WCW uh, coming off of Uncensored 96. That's interesting, actually. It is. Uh, they were only a week apart, those shows. So they're on the, like, big, oh, you got to see what happened. On the pay-per-view, when WWF's like, you got to... You got to order the pay-per-view. You got to order it. Like, they're doing the opposite shit, yep. right? So we're going to see how this goes. Uh, thank you to Jimmy Borden for suggesting this one. Those of you on the audio, just listen along. Or if you want to watch it, head on over to either our YouTube or Vimeo channels, because we don't know as yeah, of press time. We'll uh, but the link will be in our, our episode notes. Mm -hmm. So one way or another, you'll find it. Without any further ado, this is WCW Monday Night Show, March 25th, 1996. I got it. <laughs> well, you have a very good memory with, yeah. with these stingers. Yeah. Indents. Idents. All right. Oh, we get the full opening. Cla oh! Close captioning. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Nitro intro. There's Hogan. Still in the yellow and red, obviously. I don't know why. When I was a kid, I didn't like this intro at first, and it really grew on me to the point where I was, like, growling with them every week. I think I'm with you. Like, I don't think I liked it at first either. It, it, like, for some reason, I'm like, this is actually kind of awesome. I'm pretty good. I wonder who's hosting. Probably Bischoff, right? Yeah, let's say that's Bischoff. We oh, we're not outside or anything weird. No, no we're in the Von Braun Civic Center. Well, you know, I'm just, you never, I never can tell where the hell they are when they're outside. <laughs> it, there was that club something, and I don't know clubs. You don't know no clubs? Not 90s ones. So the announcers are, oh, we still got Mongo, oh, that's right. Mongo, baby. And Bobby. Three title matches. Wow. World. Okay. okay. And the world tag team oh, title big all ones. on the line wow. tonight. All the biggies. Let's kick it off. Let's talk about the oh, nature boy, Ric Flair, defending his world championship against seven foot four, four hundred Flair giant. Some odd pounds. What? Wow. Giant. How do you see it, man? Let me tell you, sports fans. Look at Pepe over there. Finally, a wedge is going to be driven into this alliance they had to end Hulkamania. I love, I love what is this shot of him? It's a very proud shot. 
Get up on the edge of it, baby. I love his, I love his um, gateway computers code. <laughs> He's got the cow print, folks, for those yeah. in the audio, and uh, Pepe's got a little matching cow print hat. And I just want to say here before Bobby talks, love Mongo. Yeah, Mongo. So underrated. I know. That, so like, damn underrated. On a technical level, he's not good at any of this, but I don't care. I'm excited for this shit, yeah. baby. I love the wrestling, baby. Yeah, he's amazing. Coleslaw, baby. Yeah. Like, he's the kind of guy you could eat chicken wings with, you know? I would do it. I would. Let's see what Bobby thinks. I've managed the man. I've helped him financially. I've done everything. Bobby being real. This man's career. But I know what happened to him last night at Uncensored. I don't think he's 100%. So he's giant coming off a big, big win. Turn down. Yes. Here's my prediction. Pause it. This is this is what's gonna happen when they stop. I'm just I'm just random prediction. Yeah. All of a sudden you're gonna hear like Hooventude Guerrero's music. There's like distinct music that always starts. Like there's there's like a couple of people that are always like opening Nitro. I think that's a little too early for Hoovy. Oh, you think so? I don't know. Maybe it'll be like um. Uh, like Voldemort or something. Yeah, like Voldemort or maybe one of the Mauler people, like maybe Ooh. the Mauler himself. With his music, though? That's rare. Even then. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Anyway, Bobby seems like he cares here. I don't yeah. know the stigma that he wasn't good at all. He's like putting Flair we're, over and trying. We're not even close to that <laughs> happening yet. He can taste that title. Flair's in the, probably the biggest trouble he's ever been in his life tonight. He can taste the title. He's big enough to eat really hyping well. this shit, huh? They are. What do you think of Bischoff as an announcer? He's, he's just Vince WCW edition. Five out of ten? Yeah. Average? Yeah. He's serviceable. He knows what he's putting over. It's not bad. No, he's. I don't think he's bad either. Yeah. Mr. JL's going to be I like him. The way we always Jerry do. Lynn. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. He is standing Wait. by, Ooh. and he is ready to duke it out. And oh, I mean, I know this music. Looking for Who is it? No. I don't remember. Is it Pillman? No. No. This music sounds so familiar. Well, who is it? I don't remember. As soon as I see him. Of course you will. Oh, it's, it's Finley. When he's Belfast Bruiser. Yeah, this music's dope, by the way. It is pretty dope. This has got the guitar solo in it. Why does he have half of, like, Vader's shield or whatever? He also doesn't even have his, like, normal hair yet. No, he has the greasy mullet and a mustache and for those brown. of you. Yeah, it's, it's not even bleach blonde. Now, was it a was it add-on sensor where he had that match against Regal where they just literally stiffed the fuck out of each other the whole this time? Might be, this might be him versus Regal because I remember, like, that match happened, like, 7,000 times. They're, it did. they're talking about Regal. It did happen. Face right now looks worse than Princess's eyes car that she smashed up. Ooh, he took oh, a oh, that didn't... That that wouldn't age well. Yeah, that's a bad joke. Well, that didn't happen yet. Yeah, but they, she had an other car accident, I guess. A little bit, yeah. It's Savage, remember? They said Savage was okay. fighting. Wow, what a weird match. <laughs> I know. So Randy Savage obviously was uh, still a face here, folks. Right. He had come in in December of 1994, and he's like, I don't like Hulk Hogan yet. I might like him. So wait, you're we telling don't know me if I like him. You're telling me that after the Belfast Bruiser had that great shit with Regal last night, they're just gonna feed him to the Macho Man because he's not fucking beating the Macho Man. No, like, of course like, he's not. And also, nobody in this like universe believes that Finlay could beat the Macho Man. No, uh, absolutely not. Yeah. Although I will say, it's odd in a good way to see Savage looking very much like SummerSlam '94 host. Yeah. But he's just gonna wrestle and he's still fine. Yeah. And he's in shape. It's weird, right? And you know he's gonna like put an effort in because yes. you can't you can't put Randy Savage in a ring and him not put in like 
10,000%. It's just like the way he is. If nothing else, he does a damn good flying elbow on a jobber. Right, you know? yeah. And, and Finley ain't no jobber. This is a little, we're going to have fun calling this one here. This is going to be, like, it's going to be a little rough. I think so. Uh, I think Macho Man probably is like, yo, go go, go tough like <gasps> like Regal last night. Better fucking hit me. You know what I'm saying, huh? Uh, no. you, you can beat me. <laughs> I can do it. I don't know. You know, what Bischoff <laughs> says, I'll, you know, I'll just go down to you. I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> care. Now, I heard a rumor that uh, Finley loves to fight. He does. Okay, just checking. Pee Wee Anderson is going to be the referee here. Savage in the white pants. What did you think of no uh, shirt. Finley's, like, half Power Ranger shield? Like horrible. I loved it. Why? Are you kidding? You're missing the other half. He looked like um uh what's that movie? Max 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 Headroom Ma- Quinn. Max uh <laughs> Maniac Max. What's his Mad Max? This, Mad Max, yeah. Lock up, no one goes anywhere here. It was a Mad Max homage, if you will. I believe it was an homage. Yeah. He paid homage via an homage. Yeah. Now Randy Savage already um shaking the wrist cra- crowd on his side. Yep, we got a collar and elbow here. Shove off by Finley. Ooh. Savage See, Macho like, okay. Man. Okay. Bring it on. Finley's like, okay, fella. That's not even him. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> not how he talks. Headlock <laughs> by Finley. He's also Hornswoggle's dad. He, well, he, he didn't have Hornswoggle just yet. We don't think so. Side headlock takeover by Finley. Savage looking for a way out. With Mrs. Belfast Bruiser. Mrs. Bruiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, that's her name. Not Mrs. Finley. No, Mrs. Bruiser. We don't know Finley. Who's that? We don't know him yet. Shoulder block by Finley. I mean, a Belfast Bruiser gets two. By by the way, I love that name. It's a good name, I thought. It's a solid name. I think it's a very good name. I have no problem with it. I wonder why they got rid of it. I don't know. They rebranded him Fit Finley, right? Right. That became what it was. Yeah. Or did they call him? Fit Finley's not even his real name. David Finley. Yeah. Did they call him David Fit Finley in WCW? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like for a second. He was like very quickly Fit Finley. When he, he, he wasn't became, even Belfast Bruiser that long. He became fit when he got the short blonde hair, right? Yeah. I mean, he's still like feud with Regal mainly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the same shit. They just changed what he looked like because his hair was crap. This hair is garbage. Yeah. Uh, didn't he also, if I'm not mistaken, win the TV title for a little oh, bit? Oh, 100%. In the midst of the whole best of seven? Yes. And actually, he was like the big wrinkle in all of it. The well, ringer, if you will. Actually, the thing with the best of seven that people always Ooh, forget. Oh, nice stiff, up, stiff uppercut by Finley. Is that they were not fighting for the title. They were fighting for a shot Number at Finley. That's correct. Who won that, Booker? Or, uh, Booker did. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, Finley going to work here on the Macho Man. What a weird thing, by the way. We're fighting to fight Finley hey, in a match. I'll tell you what, Quinn. Oh, Finley begging off. Savage is pissed. Finley down. Stops by Savage. I'll tell you what, as a... um. 12 year old or 11 I would have been 12 I was I loved oh it oh my god I was hooked in that tournament yeah. clothesline by Savage I, nicely I done I actually believe it or not I, I distinctly ropes. remember flying knee because he doesn't drop kick yeah but I distinctly remember that Biff Finley me thinking like well, Biff Finley must be really good if these guys want to have seven matches to fight him I thought the same thing also <laughs> as Savage gets around in the post I thought the same thing I said well if Fit Finley if they're all competing to just, to, just for, for a shot. chance to fight Fit Finley. For me, that instantly gave him credibility. Yeah, it was great. And I still like him to this day. Yeah. Remember when, when he came to WWE, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. like, I was like, I was on board, man. Right. Oh, shit. Fireman's carried by Finley. Drops Savage across the guardrail. That's the same thing that Crush did to him. Yeah, that's true. It's an Achilles heel, if you will. Achilles uh, it's heel. the same thing also he did to uh, Ricky the Dragon. Similar. Yeah. Similar. He hurt his, his, his throat. Yeah. They said uh, Steamboat had a lot of heart, but, you know, he had a lot of throat. That's true. Mm. Anyway, here now comes Finley. Finley's going right after him <laughs> out here. Right after him. This macho man hat guy in the 
crowd looking on. Not Rain Hat, though, right? No. Finley clobbering from behind. Actually, it's Hulk Hogan hat. I've, I messed up. It's unfortunate. But it's wearing a Macho Man style well, hat, but with Hogan's colors. They were the Mega Powers. They had just teamed up the night before. Oh, did they? Oh, right, in that whole cage shit. Remember when they couldn't call them that yet, and they called them the Monster Maniacs in, like, 95? I just thought that was because of, you know, reasons. I think they thought it would have been legal, like... Hey, look at that old lady. By the way, look, before we get off her, look at the old lady in the crowd, like, in the... In the, the dress the, the over there? Dress. In the moo <laughs> Like, this is the kind of... See... WCW was always interesting to me because it was it was still very southern even while it yeah, was no like shit. growing and still the old ladies were like appearing in the front row to the point of remember that time like even in the NWO days like Hollywood Hogan got in an argument with an old lady in the crowd was in it the a stunt granny no it was a legit like old lady are we it, sure Quinn the, the whole argument was like cute because Hulk Hogan was at being a big heel and she's like you suck and, like, <laughs> and she's like 90 it was like incredible she was probably very upset because her great nephew or something yeah. used to like him you 10 years earlier you made my nephew sad <laughs> my or whatever nephew. <laughs> anyway not a bad little brawl we got going yeah, on here good, huh good shit no offense to Sean but I'd rather see this than leave Cassidy me too with Jose Lothario <laughs> it's mainly because of Jose Lothario <laughs> although I was probably watching Raw at this point just because Sean was on, was and, then I, and then I turned it off because I was like, oh, well, I got to go figure out what's on WCW. I think I saw Raw you this night. You open with Sean. You're going to keep that on. Sean, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, back to the match here. Savage over the guardrail. Pee-wee helping him back. Kind of a shame probably we missed this match. It was a hot match. Yeah. It is. Savage at the ankle back in the ring here, but Finley. I could see little Quinn back then if they, if after the match they say, Ooh. and earlier on we saw Macho Man versus Fifth Finley. I would have been like, oh shit, I missed it. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Kick out by Savage. Uh, firing back now with the right hand. Finley with a boot to the face. Savage with a fist to the midsection. Man, back and forth here. Yep. I guess I can let Bischoff call for a second. Okay. Bruiser, <laughs> can you hear this crowd? They are into the action here. Oh, they are. Avon Braun in all seriousness, and I'm sure Jimmy Borden will share yeah. some stories. This is a hot arena for wrestling in all seriousness. Yeah, it is. Great market for it. From what I understand, rabid fans, I mean. you know. Did, did Mongo just refer to wrestling fans as sports fans? I, yeah. I thought I just heard he that. He said it earlier in the show, too. I heard it. That's odd. Well, because remember, it's a sport. Greatest yeah. night in the history of our sport. Finley shoulder hits the post. Oh, this is the end this right will here. Do it. Savage heading all the way up. Nobody does it better what from the misses? top rope. This seems like actually a spot him and Fit would do. Let's do it. Let's see. Let's see. Do they have enough time for him to miss it? Beautiful. That'll do it. One, two, three. That's it. Nice wow. little TV Fit match. Finley sold that uh, post shot beautifully. He, he kind of like was like, oh, I'm dead. Like. Good little match, huh? Yeah. Nice way to open up Nitro here. Good stuff. Crowd is into it. Pre-NWO, mind what do you. you. Think of, what do you think of this uh, theme of the Macho Man? Because I kind of like it. It's more like... The bomb- rock version? It's more bombastic, though, after the guitar. It's okay. I always thought it was like a good successor theme. I it's was like, decent. actually didn't have an issue with it. I, I never hated it. No. Yeah. I like his WWF one better. Right. Wait, which WWF one the do you like? The second one. You know the one. I didn't know which one you liked better. The one that after the more like the, pomp. The, one the first that one's like a little it, too frantic, right? The first one's a little too, um, this is was used at a college <laughs> or something. And we like, then we made like a custom version of it was the second That's one. That's true. And maybe folks, you don't remember that. But from 85 to... God, does someone know? It's either like it's. I know it's before it's like eighty seven or something. Yeah, it's it's before WrestleMania four. I yeah. know that it might be eight, late eighty seven. 
Remember, it also has that middle part in it, like the other part of the yeah, song, where it's it, like ding, 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 like ding, I said, ding. it sounds like they just ripped it from something, and it's Some not record made for him. Like correct, the, the other one is like way more majestic. Yes, that's a custom. However, I still think the WCW one is actually pretty cool. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I don't I, love it, but it's okay. Right. You you don't like what up Mach though, do you? No, I don't. Shout out to Mike Fireball, yeah, who likes that or says it at least. What a match is okay. It's okay. Anyway, one hundred collect replay here. Maybe we get some commercials on this. This will be great. Yeah. What a good pick, Richard. Good thing you put this on the schedule. What I had to collect really was just taking over wrestling in general. It was on like both channels. It was Conan, Mr. JL versus Conan. Alrighty, coming up. J Mr. JL, who Wait, could that be? Wait, is this for the TV title? I don't know. Or no, it's for the US, because Conan's the champ. Oh yeah, that's right, he just won it, right? Yeah. Ooh, Twix. Timeout for Twix. Okay. Uh, Twix is on fire, from, from what I can tell. Well. Ooh, commercial squid. No, American males. American males. Oh, Gene's getting the- Yes! Oh, I'm in the lock here! He's dressed up as the maid, see? Yep. Bobby under the table. Disco Inferno getting a chick. Is that Kimberly? I don't know. <laughs> Lex Luger and Jimmy. Remember? They're in the coat rack. Bobby Heenan. <laughs> the top hat. Yeah. Lex Luger. I, oh, I couldn't believe it. I love this commercial, Joe. Strictly. They're good. Strictly. Here, pause it for one second. just want to say, I love that commercial strictly for the fact that it gives storyline to the hotline, mm -hmm. which it's sorely needed because well, it's they would showing never, how they get their scoops. I to me that forever resonated in my head of all the hotlines. After that, I was like, oh, so that's how they figure out like what they were like in the hotel rooms and they were like listening in and stuff. What do you think Jr. did to get his hotline scoops? Well, he just he he was like the the boss anyway. Like the football v games. No, he would just be like, come to my office and tell me what shit uh, you're doing. What are you been doing? What are you been eating? How yeah. much do you weigh right now? I got to write about you, Mark Henry. Yeah, these are just coming from his conversations on his usual weekly checkups. Remember when like, every article in a raw magazine that he did was like, Mark Henry would be good if it wasn't so fat. And I was like, <laughs> Vader would be good if it wasn't so fat. Like, this is real every fucking month. And then he would go on about it. You know, I played football at the <laughs> yeah. University of Tulsa in Haskell. University of ass. He also was in Haskell football. I like radio. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for all of you out there that like the WWF and we've only been talking WCW that JR was for you, okay? There you go. Back to the action here. Very explosive. Mean Gene. Explosive. Let me guess, Ric Flair? Always. Yeah, yeah, Ric Flair. He never does an interview Ric Flair on that episode. Gene's very bombastic about it, too. Oh, you're my favorite wrestler. Oh, I love you, what are you doing afterwards, right? He sometimes he would. He ask. does. No, it's real. Like, does he have woman and Liz? Yes, oh, he does. He's got the whole. Wow, Liz is in quite the outfit this week. Ah, I'm not scared anymore because yeah. I'm not with Randy. Flair's green robe always so looked. What did you think of this, minor. like sexier Liz, or like what? Like what is look that's, at, that's look what this it outfit is, going no, on? Yeah, like they're they're definitely going for a thing there. She's supposed to be liberated from yeah. Randy Savage. You know what I mean? What a crazy woman's like in the conservative garb compared to her tonight. You know, we don't see her a lot. It always makes me sad to see her. It actually does. Woman? Yeah. Yeah, it does make me sad. It, it does in all I seriousness. I really liked her. Me too. Mm. <laughs> always. Notice it's the whole promo. Yep. We slay a real Look at woman. I know. Walking, Wait a talking, fire-breathing giant. What? Is Giant Lennon here? 
Oh. Before it's all over. I don't know. I will look down <laughs> at the Giants and say, brother, ask yourself this. What's <laughs> yeah. all this? Oh boy! Woo! I love him. So out of 1986. But he's so good at it. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't. It's not easy. It's so doofy. It ain't easy. His hair stinks. The bull cut. Every time says that. And we have Macho Man, former better half. Now. I like that they always bring that up. It's good. That I like. <laughs> I always love how he's just so excited about himself. It's he like, is. It's so silly. I don't like his green robe, though. It's like barely paying attention to Gene. <laughs> he looks like he's tweaking on meth or something, man. God. How are you not entertained by this man? He's incredible. It's okay. He's crazy. I really haven't looked. At Luger, he does I really haven't looked at the package for one year. Package, oh. and that is a man, <laughs> fellow Minnesota boy, yeah, by yeah. the way, package, yes, yes. <laughs> who wants to be where I am. Mean Gene, good looking at woman, brother. I, I can't help myself sometimes, Nate. Luger, <laughs> oh, I gotta look at women. He just looked at her right after he said that. I know. air and judgment you made. Gene trying not to laugh. He's so good. Woman's being ridiculous. Flair's great because he has no stakes here. He can just have fun. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Liz is smiling. That's weird. Woman looking into the camera. <laughs> She's so talented. Yeah, she is. Oh, you, Rick. See how she says it with more gusto now? Like, that's the idea, right? What does woman think? She's gonna say it all sultry. She's got a better body than Macho Man. You champ. Oh, better than Lex Luger. I think that's a little. That's a little weird. He believes it though. <laughs> I like how they're ignoring Gene. You're right. Get ready. Let's get back to the ring. He's great. It was fine. I mean, yes, it was. It was fine, Quinn. Yeah. So what Super Nintendo music are we getting? Ooh, yeah. Grumpy Nick Patrick looks like he's in the ring as the referee. Yeah. I mean, you got. This sounds like Mr. JL to me. Probably is because it's fighting Conan. Remember. Yeah, this is very Saturday Night Ghost music. Yeah. This is supposed to think he was, like, from Mexico or something. Do they say where he's from? No, he's very mysterious. He's like El Generico before El yeah. Generico. Yeah, he's a, he's a very rare, like, American luchador. They didn't even try with the name. Yeah. Were they, were they doing that on purpose? I mean, I really don't know. Were they trying to just be funny? Well, here's the thing. It's Jerry Lynn, for anyone that doesn't the, know. The thing was is that Jerry Lynn had never been seen as Jerry Lynn prior to this, I don't believe. Other than sure? probably, like, some indies. But we're talking 90s indies. We're not talking ECW. We're talking below ECW. Oh, yeah, way before ECW. Yeah. Here's Conan. Dungeon and Doom era for Conan still? That's it. Is it like he's Dungeon and Doom, but he's also yeah, morphing into... he's got the into... weird outfit on, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. not even Dungeon of Doom. He's just like the he's like the luchador of W. There's not even Rey Mysterio yet. No. Who like, did he beat? Gang or Sting? I think he beat Gang. Sting lost to Gang. Okay, so then he beat Gang. Yeah. yeah. I had that Sting that that kid has. It's right there. Oh yeah, there he is. That's <laughs> the one I had. He's right in the. He's in the building. Um. I remember when Gang won the U.S. title. I was like, why did the one-man Gang win the I thought US it was so title? weird. Oh, wait, look, he's got the bandana on. He's converting, he's Joe. I told you he's... Whoa. I told you he's morphing, yeah. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Oh, strange. 
That's good. Why is he like half? Because that happens throughout 96, remember? Yeah, it's weird. Brian Tillman. Hey, I don't want any part of anything to do in terms of Kevin Sullivan. Oh, I don't want to be on his this team. Feud. I don't want to be in his main event. Nick Patrick so clean shaven, by the way. Yeah. Continues. He's not evil just yet. No. All right, we got a yeah, So Conan's still in his traditional tights. But he's got the... Well, he used to wrestle with the mask on, I thought, at the beginning or something. Yeah, but didn't he... No. Or he had something on his head. He had he had something on his head, but he yeah. lost his mask a long time ago. Not right. in WCW. Triple A, I think. Anyway, quarter whip by Conan. JL to the top. Man, Conan I will waits say, for him. That was horrible. What are they doing? I don't know. I will say this. Conan's pretty fucking jacked at this point in time. He's in good shape here. I didn't remember him ever looking this good. This is terrible. This, this is... This, what? They're just starting no, off here? I'm serious. It's not like it looks like they're just I think because cooperating. The, I'm serious. I'm not the, trying to be funny. I think what it is, Joe, is that we're a little spoiled by the future luchadors that come in. No, we're not. It's a, it's blatant. Well, they just started. Let them let get started Okay, here. I'll let them. I'm just commenting. JL with a fake out. Conan takes a jog around. They do look a bit tired. Did they wrestle last night, perhaps? I don't think JL was on the card the they, night before. They, they, it's like Conan looks some gassed or something. Maybe he is. Yeah. All right. Back in the ring here. Lock up. Wrist lock into a takedown. Oh, there we go. Conan with the old uh, flip out counter and a nice armbar takedown. Now, if some people don't know this, but uh, Conan taught Bret Hart, the sharpshooter. This is 100% real. This is a real statement. Yeah, it was right after WrestleMania. and I, uh, I needed somebody that knew the, uh, the scorpion hold. And Conan happened to be there, and he he showed it to me in the locker room. And this is the true. originator of the of the sharpshooter, and Conan. And in case anyone's like, wait a minute, Conan, WWF. Oh, that was nice. Mr. Jail made a it flip was. out there off a monkey flip. I saw that monkey. Um, in case anyone's confused, why would Conan be teaching Bret Hart in 1991? Mm. Nice take down there by Conan. Um, DDT. DDT. Yeah, I wasn't watching. Uh, I'm like Phil Rizzuto over here. Yeah. Ah, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Cora <laughs> Feldbaum from uh, T-Neck. Um, Conan, I'll just pause this to tell the story. Conan had a WWF tryout right. that time. That's why he was there. I, bl I believe it was uh, either when they were in Vegas. It was right after WrestleMania 7. Someone can look it up on History WWE. It was literally a day or two after WrestleMania 7. He was there 7. for like a day or something. He just had a tryout and did something. And then and, you have the sharpshooter. And then Brett had the scorpion hold. Yeah. And no one could ever do it as well as he could. Back to the action. Conan go for a cover. Did we ever see one. Conan do it? I never how saw do we, him do How it. do we know that he's not better? <laughs> <laughs> he taught it to him. He taught it to Brett. This is true. Yeah. Wait. Oh, is he setting up for the... No. No. Oh, look at this maneuver, though. This is a surfboard? No, I think it's a, he's going to lift him. Going for a surfboard. Is it a... No, it's like a, not a traditional surfboard, if you will. Like oh, I, I thought he was going to go to his back and, and... Yeah, he's putting the knee in the back here. Still, is it a bow and arrow? No. This looks like a laying down lion tamer. It's like very odd looking. A laying tamer. Yeah. Folks, if you know the name of this... Oh, Ian. Yeah. Yeah, Ian, you call wrestling. What yeah. would you call this? What would you call this, An huh? interesting maneuver. Yep. I think it's the cats in the cradle, right? Yeah. The cats the in the... Spoon. Yeah, that's it. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. Watch, there is no name, and Ian starts calling it that on like... <laughs> the cats on like a AEW or something. While doing the gene haw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got another cats in the cradle. We're going to cause... A, but between you and me and like Ian listening 
And <laughs> get like we're gonna cause some havoc on the new Ring of Honor, good. aren't we? Yeah, good. <laughs> I, we already got "yeah" over as a catchphrase for Dink. This is a big deal. It's a big achievement. We didn't mean to. See, I think it's a big achievement Irish that we jail. we have brought Dink back to the forefront. Well, because he, he, he's so good. <laughs> I'm serious. Tiger Jackson seriously is very good. Yeah. Wow, that was really good. He, like, lifted him into a full Nelson. He did, and JL oh, countered, spinning okay, back now, elbow. Now we're back in business here. Now business is picked up. Look, Rainio. You are right, though. Like, I think... I really think that Ray lit a fire under oh everyone. God. Like, because... Ray coming in was revolutionary for this, them. This, at the time, was the most jumping around I'd seen. Was is the, these two guys? In terms of the two promotions, yeah. Right. That and, and Sean Waltman. When Ray came in, he was on another level, even from God. these guys. Absolutely. Right? It was like, yep. oh. Corner whip charged by Jail. Backdrop by Conan. Jail to his feet on the apron. Nice forearm. But Heads to the top rope. Conan yeah. staggered. Drop kick oh. to the back of the head by Jail. You can see that they're like doing the same kind of things, but they're like slightly slower. Yeah. I, I don't know who. Conan's not. Yeah, but Jerry Lynn's really good. Jerry Lynn's really good. But Conan's Jerry not Lynn, that great of a Even Jerry Lynn has not adapted his style just yet to be as quick as a Rey Mysterio, for example. Yeah, I know very few people could be that quick at that yeah. period of time. Nice uh, punch there by JL. And Irish Whip coming up. That, Reversed by Conan. Conan's leg is hurt, by the way. Yep. Hip toss is blocked. Knee to the gut. Conan with a gut wrench. Oh, Power that will be it. That should do it. In this time period, yes. That'll do it. One, two. <gasps> Kick out by JL. Oh. Now, let's talk what Bischoff is saying. He talked about Voldemort Hooventude. Yes. Uh, talking about the uh, Cruiserweight Tournament. Yes. The belt has not been granted just yet. It was uh, Dean Malenko and um, Otani. Whoa. In the finals. Oh, he went. Sunset flip by JL2. Oh. Bischoff, you got diarrhea, buddy. Yeah, Bischoff is rattling off like just people we've never seen on Nitro. But he's like, leaffrog by Conan. Oh, he sits on it, JL. One, two. Reverse by Conan into a reverse run on one, two. Oh, I thought he had him there. There were so many legs there and so many feet and so many arms going inside, inside and out, upside down. I don't know what you call a move like that. You call it. Well, Eric, you were talking they need about Mike Tanay badly. This is where Tanay's guy. I know people think I don't like Tanay. I do in WCW. They literally brought him in because they didn't know what the hell the moves were. Yeah, because he wore the people. Yeah. You know, he knew the people, too. They were like, we've never seen this wrestling. Right. <laughs> I like Tanay. I just don't like yeah. him in TNA as the lead guy. Sting, Kurt Angle. Like, shut up. Whoa, what DDT from the top? By JL. Oh, my goodness. Conan's that's like freaking vicious. Pulled his leg off the ropes. Two. Oh. I think Nick Patrick was making sure he wasn't knocked out. I'm not kidding. Yeah, he, he might have been. He put his hand on Conan's shoulder like, are you up? Because I'm going to count. Like, yeah, you're right. That did not look good. Corner whip by JL. No, reverse by Conan. Up and over. That Conan was, grabs him. I don't know. Into a double. Ooh, oh, he gave him an Alabama slammer. Very appropriately, too. Reverse cradle. It's over. They ended that quick. I think they, they're they not sure if Conan has a concussion. No, I think that this is time to go home. Mm, I, I think that, that's yeah. selling. Yeah, I just mean, he went down pretty. He did, but I think Nick that's Patrick selling. Did check on him? I don't think an account. He's just selling, Quinn. Yeah. It's wrestling. Yeah, it was make, go home time. Just making sure. Patrick could have been given the go home True. signal for all he we know. Have. That was a good finish, though. That was. Not a bad little match. Yeah, they they picked it up. They did. No, it was good. 
I think I, also once your brain like adjusted to like, well, you know, Rey Mysterio isn't here yet. It's not even that. It's just the first couple of things they did looked very bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. But everything else was good. I like, that, I like that he used, by the way, an Alabama slammer and we're in a Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, true. Hmm. What were you you ever think Conan, Conan, whatever, Conan. Conan O'Brien? Do you ever think Conan, like, it kind of was, like, unfortunate that, like, he was kind of peaking right before cruiserweights took off? But he wasn't a cruiser. Yeah, but he wrestled the Lucha Libre style. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, he carved out a good career for himself here. That's what you think? I mean, I really do. Yeah. What do we got? All right, no commercials yet, huh? Why is it so long? No, man? it was edited to only have the WCW commercials. I can tell. Got I hear you. Disco Inferno's music playing now. Well, this is when he's tolerable. I love this. 96. I love every aspect of the Disco. I, the entire career. I don't care. Even when he's with Alex Wright. I character. love him. Fantastic. He's pretty new here, right? When did he start? Yeah. Oh, he's got the DDP rings. He's got them. <gasps> Oh, yeah, because this is that period of time. Oh, my God. Finally, I've, I see it. See, we've I haven't always seen talked this about in this. years. We've always talked about how DDP sold him his rings. He's got the DDP rings. Oh, did we get a DDP vignette on this or something? Oh, I thought those were lost to time. I love that era. Here's Disco with his CD. Now, do you know? What? Um, when, his, when His song is good, Quentin. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, he must have gone to a pawn shop, picked him up. It's so he's great. Still trying to punt. Talk about they're pun. talking about he's it. Trying to punt off these. Uh, Sorry, everyone on okay. the uh, video there. Can we can we pause it for one second? I need to tell a story here. All right. So, you we know have, when that we have time. you know when that Baron Corbin when he was poor thing happened? Yeah, it was good. I made a comment about how I remember how hey, this is like reminds me of when DDP lost all his money and oh, nobody like ever talks about it and like you know whatever. I remember and then DDP that. himself responded to my tweet. He did? Yeah, and like approved of it. Yes. Wait, wait. <laughs> yes, it's real. I don't remember that. Yeah. I said this reminds me of when DDP sold his rings and he like liked my tweet and everything. He, wait, really? Yes. Well, I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's very similar. He remembers being poor on the streets. You remember, remember he sold his gear also and he had like yeah, the shitty... Yeah, and the jobbers had his stuff. Yeah, it was... <laughs> nobody like appreciates the fine detail of this angle. He had his own homemade shitty tights. Remember when he sold yeah. the... There was also this weird guy that was like... I found, I'm like a videographer. I was filming like a yeah. documentary for something else and I like I found, to find this guy. It yeah. was amazing. And he's like, oh, oh Diamond Dallas Page. And, and he's like, like outside ah. hotels, like <laughs> begging for money or something. I hope we get something from that. Please. He had just wrestled, um, Mark, uh, not Mark Marrow, right? Didn't Booty Man fill in on Uncensored? I think he lost. But, no, I think Mark Marrow left after he lost the month. Like that was no, his last match or that's something. That's what I'm saying. But like, remember, DDP was at Uncensored. But right. it was Booty Man already. Yeah, this is when he was going to, he had like one more chance. He already lost it it's, at this point. I was really pissed off when Mark Marrow was suddenly gone and it was Booty Man. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? But this DDP rings thing is just fucking it's brilliant. So I'm good. so glad people are getting to see it. It's real. Yeah. All right, here's Disco. Oh, oh my God. Fight. What if it is DDP? Who is that? What is this, like one half of men at work? Oh, it's Booty Man. Oh, no! No, I don't want Booty Man. Where's Kimberly? He's got the booty. Stop it, Quinn. So wait, is this... Who has the better... He's got the booty. The music was great. Is this about who has the better disco song? I don't know. I think Disco Inferno has the better disco song. Although he's this, doing the strutting and cutting, by the way. He's doing the... Now, this is when his Booty finisher... Booty Barter Beefcake. By the way, his finisher is the high knee. 
Yes, it is. It's so good. <laughs> Which I like it because it was always a signature move anyway. So they just made I it his finisher. Such a good, like a good, like adaptation for this version of him. It's true. Now, when I was a kid, Quinn, what I was like, man. Brutus Beefcake is still wrestling. He's soul. He's like 36. Yeah, he's not even old at all. <laughs> 37. He's literally like in the prime of yeah. his life here. Yes. He's not old at all. Yeah. Pee Wee will be the referee here as Disco climbs to the top to jaw at the crowd. Now, look, you know what I noticed? I can see his hair turning into the disciple already. Where he like looks different. Only the hair part, though. Only that he hasn't grown the beard yet. No. I literally did not know that that was Brutus Beefcake. He looks so different. I didn't know, again, 12 years old, yeah. 13. I was like, no who clue. is that? Yeah, I was like, I just thought he was the disciple. I just thought he was like a, a brand new character. I didn't know either. And he was in really good shape, too. Yeah, he was jacked. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. What I thought was funny about that, left hands by booty here and a big right on Disco, is that they called him the disciple, right? And he dressed like... A biker. Yeah. And his finishing move was called, do you remember? The Apocalypse. Oh, because it like, was like the DOA. And I'm like, are they really making fun of the DOA? Oh, there she is, the, the booty, booty babe. babe. Oh, look at the booty skirt there. Now, we don't... She's like we, a cheerleader now. What is going she's on? She's like Peggy Sue. Yeah. The hoop skirt. Yeah. We don't talk about, you know, the physical attraction of women too much yeah. on this show, because we're not that I way. I had a big crush on Kimberly when I was a kid. But do you mind if I say, like, Kimberly... Was is so beautiful during this yeah. period. She really she was is. Like, she was like kind of like the new Elizabeth. She was young and I like guess so. Yeah, I don't know how to describe she was her. Like but the next generation, because it like just a she, beautiful woman. When she was with the EP, her character was kind of the same thing. Always concerned, and she then, was like, only heelish in the beginning, like Liz. Yeah, the first like year. Yeah, not even. Oh, oh booty one with the Heine. Let me see he's that again. Go, Let's see, Let's see again. if we get the Heine. Oh, yeah. Let's see what they call it. The booty man with an Irish whip. Oh, oh. right on the chin. Oh. Put it on the I don't know if it has a name. He's brand new. It's a high knee regardless. The Heine. The Heine. <laughs> Is he going to go celebrate with the booty girl? That skirt's a little shorter than it looks. Oh, yeah. I think that, that attire looks like thrown together, by the way. <laughs> like she literally went to the thrift shop. Oh, before ew, the ew, ew. Don't Whoa. kiss her, beefcake. Whoa. Bloated beefcake. Isn't that DDP's real wife? What is he doing here? I don't know if he should be doing that. She needs to take some Pepsi AC after that one. Good lord. I mean, this is the same girl that that's married to Dirty DDP. During that period of time? Diamond Dallas Dirty Page? Yeah, the dirty version. Not the cleaned up one. This is true. What is this character supposed to be? He's a booty man, of course. He's got a good booty. American males coming oh, up, folks. American males. American males. Luger! Oh, yes! Yes! The version of Luger where he's like, I'm friends with stay. Hi, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're only friends when we tag team, but then I gotta go hang out with the Dungeon of Doom. It's so good! What a great... I love it. This company's good right now. There it is! Better than Jose Lothario. Slim Jim. It's better than anything now. Can I point one thing out? Yeah. I just... Because we like to... Listen, we know we're doing live reviews now. It's a departure, but I like to throw in classic OVP factoids and talk, right? The Slim Jim thing. A lot of people have talked about, and this is mainly on Twitter, not our group, mm -hmm. that, you know, Vince was very pissed off right. when Randy Savage left because Vince lo lost that Slim Jim money. Mm -hmm. But what some people fail to remember, and I don't blame them, that's not what happened. WWF had the Slim Jim contract, not Randy Savage. Right. Slim Jim chose, right? Initially, it was Warrior, 
Uh-huh. Then Savage did them. And Big Daddy Cool did one, didn't he? And Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. What happened is when the contract was up in mid-95 or whenever it was. Slim Jim was smart. And they like, said, wait a minute, Randy Savage was the best one for this. They probably just looked at their numbers as like, what was the best wrestler? And then they didn't. They probably didn't even give a shit. They don't care company. where he is. They're just like, well, this one, this wrestler sold the most Slim Jim, yes. so we want him. Yeah. Like, well, Bam Bams and Diesels are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Little factoid. Coming up this Ooh, the Saturday night. Oh, it's on Saturday night this week. <gasps> the shark. He's not. He's not a shark. He's a man. Wait, why is he fighting a Dungeon of Doom person? Maybe to prove that uh, to sting. <laughs> oh, Rick Flair's gonna be on Saturday night too. I don't like that hair. Ooh, Finley versus uh, Earl of Eaton. Yes, the Giants big, hair. <laughs> big Bubba versus Giant. Why does Giant have wet head? Giant might win the title. <gasps> Tonight? Yeah. Yeah, he might. Doesn't he win the title in March of 96? It's the around this time, I think. Or May? It might be. Or maybe it's a slamboree. I can't oh, remember. It's starting, Joe. The American males. This is important. It's, it's an important moment in OVP. I know what that. Oh, Tony's there? Oh, yeah. Second half of the, of the one-hour show they were doing that? Really? I don't remember that. So wait, you mean to tell me that... Mongo would, like, leave. You mean to tell me, though, yeah. that it was only because they went to two hours that we had to deal with Zabisco? No, they were always doing the, the halfway thing, weren't they? Zabisco's not on the initial nitros. Oh, well, yeah, because they had to fill. Because Bischoff, what? like, stayed on the whole time on this. It's weird. Bischoff did on, on the one but hours, the, like, yeah. like, Tony was also there. It's confusing. I don't like it. Anyway. American the music. They're so happy. Now, you were a kid. I'm not afraid to admit I was like, these guys are cool. I didn't like, like them. Okay, I was, I'm not judging you, but I didn't like them. I didn't know any. I was just a kid. I didn't even, like, know what they were supposed to be. I just thought they were like, oh, they're cool guys or something. Like, I didn't know the... I didn't get the subtext or anything. You want to take a stab at who my favorite uh, WCW tag team was as a kid? Harlem Heat. You got it. Yeah, everyone thought Harlem Heat was... <laughs> they're, they're like... They like I was like, well, they're cooler than yeah. American males, like 100%. And you know who my number two favorite tag yeah. team was? Nasty Boys. Oh, really? Yes. Definitely. Wait, who are they fighting this week? Steiners? Oh, Sting and Luger. I forgot. Sting, uh, here comes Sting. <laughs> Sorry. He's a man called Sting. I hate this song. Really? I don't like any WCW music except the I was the actually very songs. saddened when he got the Crow music. I thought this music was dope with the kid in it and all that. Remember? Okay, the very uneasy Luger with both belts. Pretending that he's... Ha Doesn't he do a thing where when Sting turns his back, he's a dick? Oh, Luger's the TV champ? Yeah, I remember? forgot about this. It's real. Doesn't Luger act like an asshole when Sting's not looking? Yes, it's real. <laughs> like, when he's not physically looking, I mean, right? He's not looking now. Keep an eye on Luger. All right, let's see, let's see. Yup, look. All grumpy. Oh, yeah, he's not giving the high fives. <laughs> see, turn around! How is this not good? No one talks about this. Anytime Sting, look, see, he just—it happened again. Turned around and then he dodged a fan. It's amazing. Why is this never referenced? Why does nobody respect how good Luger was during this period? Nope. Look, pumping up steel. Like, yeah, he's good. But he, but he's also a heel. He's with Jason the Dungeon of Doom. Technically, it's real. What a weird. This is. 
Why? They were so creative during this period. Like, I liked it, and I've the only thing I've ever seen anyone say about it is Scott Keith made fun of it once, like 25 wow. years ago. I don't know. Wow, look at those sparklers. There. Because Meltzer made fun of it once. <sighs> I'm, I'm guessing. I don't What's know. This? <gasps> WCW Magazine. Ugh. If you need toilet paper. <laughs> What, are the, what stories do we got this month? There's no story. Oh, oh LOD yeah, reunites? The blue. Remember they had yeah. the blue sometimes? Blue edition. These are real. Oh. Oh, some, some rumors. Ooh. Public Enemy and Nasties. I remember that Clash feud. of the Champs pictures. Yeah, where did they get this stuff? This magazine was poor. <laughs> it was. I'm sorry, but it actually was. They probably... They didn't have the, the Vince Russo's working for them and hey, stuff. Yeah. He did a good job with yeah. that magazine. Look at, look at this guy. He's ridiculous. Pretend happy. Yeah. Nick Matrix. Nick Matrix. Yeah. Nick Mattress, the referee. It makes me so happy to say. <laughs> I haven't seen this in years, this like Luger fake. Me too. Because he's like way too disingenuous. It's incredible. He's like, yeah, you're good. How did, how did they like... You know what? Here's the thing is I feel like WWE really struck gold with Lex Luger because they got him for no money. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And he didn't get like he was just willing to like go out there and do whatever the fuck. Like for about two and a half years, yeah. he was awesome for them. He Seriously, really was. He, he was, was like one of their best people. <laughs> like it was like crazy. And for those of you um that might not be aware, we on the pay-per-view, I mean we're up to Royal Rumble 95 and we've seen the decline of Lex Luger. Since coming in. So unmotivated. Yeah. Like, and they just keep booking him like an asshole. Like, what we're seeing, you can see it in the ring right now. Like, he looks motivated. Like, yes. Whatever he's doing, he wants to do it like a thousand percent. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, God, you see his 94 Quinn? Yeah. Where he's just like, I don't like Tatanka. <laughs> I, just, I just remember thinking Lex Luger is like a completely different person yeah. in WCW. Seriously. Like, he's amazing. I loved him in WCW. Yeah. Now, can I ask you an unrelated question? It was an Irish group by Riggs here on Luger. Clothesline by Luger. What did you think as a kid, as a lad, when Sting's hair started turning brown like it is here? In all honesty, at first, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, like, oh, he's not bleach blonde anymore. And you know what I thought it was, actually, weirdly? Oh, look at this. They have to pull each other away from Whoa, him. big brouhaha on the yeah. outside here. Wow, okay. Anyway, what I thought of it was that I thought Sting was changing his hair because the 90s were getting a little more grungy. I'm not kidding. I think that's like, what it was. I think he was just tired of bleaching and he was growing it out. Yeah. yeah, I just thought that the times were changing. Yes. And I was like, if he was bleached on, that's more 80s or whatever. So yeah. To me as a kid, I didn't take any notice. But then when it all played into the crow thing. It worked, but I don't right. think that was planned. I think it just yeah. worked out that way. Yeah. I remember it, it too. It just made sense to me that his hair would, he didn't need to bleach blonde it when it's not 1985 anymore. Like, That's you know what point. I mean? Yeah. Like, At least he didn't have the rat tail. Tag yeah. to Sting. Here he comes. Full brown hair, by the way. Not too long, though. I, honestly, it was so, they, it, he was on TV so much at this point. Yeah. It was so gradual that it, it was really like unnoticeable to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, this had been going for six, seven months by this point. And he was on, like, everything. He was on all the time. He was a U.S. champion a couple right. months before this. So the, that's the thing, is when you see it change gradually, the, the impact is not great. Right, you I know, agree like with it, you. Yeah, so... That's we're here to talk about these important kind of things. Everyone was stopping the bleach blonde. Look at even the Bagwell. He used to do it, too. He had tips, didn't he? Nicely for their backdrop I by think Bagwell. When he, when he first came along, he was a little more blonde. In 93? Yeah. And now even he's doing the sting hair. Who's yeah. his partner in 93? Scorpio. That guy had a lot of partners. 
Didn't he also have the the, the Patriot, the firefighter man or whatever chip? No, firebreaker chip was with a uh, Todd Champion. Oh, okay, but but he's basically the same thing as well. <laughs> but Marcus Bagwell had um the Patriot, member yeah. Stars and Stripes. Yeah, that's true. This is a weird match because they're on paper face. they're all faces, except but, Luger. But Luger is a heel. He's not. A, he's, he literally was just in the on the heel team the night before. Yeah. Literally, yeah, against Hulk Hogan the right. night before. But Sting didn't participate in that. Correct. It was yeah. just Hogan and. I still can't believe, by the way, Hogan and Savage versus everybody was <laughs> like how they sold fucking pay per view. You know, I don't. Jim rem- Swenson is in it. You know, I don't remember. Giant correct, haystacks, correct Quinn. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, Luger being a heel. But was Sting supposed to be with Macho and Hulk, but he wouldn't because Luger or something? Like, was that part of it? I feel like there was something. I, don't think so. I feel like there was some incident where Lu- Sting was like, "I ain't gonna fight my friend." Like that happened at some point. I don't know. I, I don't know the cor- answer. Somebody at home, like, fill me in because I swear that happened. I really don't know like, the answer. That might have about been that. why Sting wasn't in that match for all. I, I just remember some vague, like, Sting refused to fight Lex Luger for reasons. I could believe at, it, but at I don't certain remember. Points. Maybe. Yeah. Double hip toss there by the males and a big splash by Bagwell. Tom Luger only gets two. You like, yeah. Do you like Bagwell? I do think he actually turned the corner with Buff. It's it's actually a very controversial opinion, I think, because people seem to remember him being cruddy on Raw that time or whatever. Oh, I don't care about that, but as Bagwell misses a crossbody. I thought the Buff Bagwell character was very popular and funny and entertaining. But Jeff Bagwell was a very good baseball player, too. I also thought the Bagwell and his mom thing was... That is funny. An absolute riot. You gotta listen. Like, <laughs> I don't care what you think about Vince Russo. Yeah. All right, and we've been very fair to him over the course of this show. Yeah. We've said he had some good things. He had a lot of bad stuff. We... Mm-hmm. Okay. Judy Bagwell on a pole. You gotta admire. It's fucking brilliant, dude. The, the insanity of doing it. It's to something begin with. I wouldn't have thought of. Right. And that's so, all I'm saying. It's so ridiculous. It's stupid as hell. It's in the undercard. Just let it. <laughs> let, let it be. Like it's just stupid on purpose because it's funny. Here's this old grandma-looking woman on a on a forklift. Yeah, like, who cares? It's stupid. It's not. I'm not saying it's good. I'm it's just not saying good. It's just. It's so. It's one of those things where you just kind of laugh at the absurdity of it, and right. you just, like, move on with your life. Does it does it hurt you? Does no. it take your money from you? Well, yeah, because it was on pay-per-view, but... Wasn't it on Raw, uh, Nitro? Might have been on both, actually. Oh, but no one bought it for Judy really Bagwell, is what I'm hard. saying. The Judy Bagwell thing was just a sub-thing for many years, and then they decided to make it a real angle. Why not? Yeah. Because there was always like, oh, Buff Bagwell, he always goes cries home to his mama, and then Judy Bagwell appeared like once or twice, and then she like disappeared for a while. She and became then she, a character Yeah, after she that. became a character can later. You, can you do me a favor? Go into your, go into your Google machine and look up uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole. Sure. Please. It's a great picture. I just want to find out when it's from. Crossbody by Sting on Riggs. One, two, three. Sting and Luger win. That'll do it. Where's Luger? Mm. When was that? I'm just curious. It was versus Canyon. I'm trying to find like Maybe a like date. Ball Brawl 99 or some crap. Or... Luger uh, all happy in the aisle here. Going August back in... 13, 2000. Oh, was that late? Yeah. Oh, it's the end of Russo. It's, well, it's at New Blood Rising, I think. Yeah. No one bought that. Yeah, it's so late. <laughs> 
That's so lame. Who cares that that happened then? It's really like, stupid. Barney the dinosaur could have fought on that pay-per-view and it wouldn't have made a fucking difference. Nope. One way or another. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Luger acting all happy, Quinn, because Sting is watching. Let's see? Sting's yeah. watching, so he's... Wa- yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. And then let's see what happens. Wait, wait, wait. Sting's shaking hands. All right, because... And then Luger Luger's going to be... Yeah, Luger's not going to do that. <laughs> he's got to be a heel, but he he's so torn. He's not really. He doesn't like Sting. He, he likes Sting, but... No, that's the funny thing about this, is that... <sighs> this is why I think this angle's so brilliant, right? Pause it for one second. Next is Flair versus the Giant. Go ahead. Why is this brilliant? Why? Because it's not that he doesn't like Sting. He does like him. It's that he's a heel. It's almost very meta in a weird way. It's like he's heel, so he has to be a heel because we're still in that era where, like, heels are heels. Yes. And so, so it's like this weird, like... But the character at the same time is supposed to be best friends with Sting. So he's not mad at Sting. No, he's not mad at Sting. He's not even like, he's not even objecting to him like raising their hands because Sting's doing it. But he doesn't want to be doing it. He can't participate because technically he's a heel. But he also doesn't doesn't want to do any of that stuff, is the idea. It's like he likes Sting, but he doesn't want to do what Sting is doing. Right. You know what I mean? So So if Sting's doing it, that's cool, but I don't need to do it. He only pretends to, to appease Sting. Right. Because he likes him. Because he's his friend. Right. Okay, fair it's enough. It's not like insincere. That's what well, people have to understand. It's insincere. No, but I see. I mean, it's not insincere to Sting. To Sting. To the fans it is. Like, Luger really is his friend. That's the whole why it's so funny. Oh, wait a second. So how, how, how many times is Lex Luger going to come in here and pretend... <laughs> uh, well, this is... Is anyone buying this anymore, dog? All right, anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, the big match is coming up. Luger. Luger. <laughs> Giant versus mm-hmm. Flair. How about I just look at who's on the screen? Yeah, you should. <laughs> What do you say what the match is? It's a uh, <laughs> it's Ric Flair versus Giant. I'm thinking a Luger. The WCW World Heavyweight Title on the line. Can't plan those moments, yeah. folks. The Giant against the Nature Boy. You Flair's hair. I just need to reiterate. It's fine. Bad. Makes him look younger, Jeff. Then what? Then he, then he is. Then he is now? Yeah, I agree with you. By the way, no, no, honestly, this is fucking bold of Ric Flair to just happily, like, give Giant a, t- a title shot on TV like it's nothing. Did you notice how he just didn't give a shit? He was just like, he was just like, yeah, I beat his ass. Like, I'm fucking Ric Flair. Woo! Like, yeah, like, come home to roost. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy Hart's with the Giant here. Yeah. It's just so funny. His, his and Hogan's reaction to the Giant are 100% different. Well, Hogan's like, that big, nasty, giant, wart, daddy, yeah, wart. And Hogan's acting like he's this big, intimidating. Ric Flair's just like, I'm Ric Flair. Woo, woo, woo. Woman's over here. Yeah. And Liz and his hair. I don't care about this guy. Woo. <laughs> like, it's totally different. And I have a better body than yeah. Lex Luger, the total package. Ric Flair's literally just thinking about, like, what are we doing after the show? Because I need to go to yes. a party. And Paul White's like, I'm 26. Yeah. I want to win the title. What does Jimmy say to him? You are the biggest one, baby. You are the giant ba- man. He <laughs> you know, loves like, his giant baby. <laughs> David Penzer, by the way, the ring announcer. Jimmy Hart to me can never be a heel, though. Even though he turned on Hogan, it was probably just competing priorities or something. Fuck, man. When he turned on Hogan, that was good. It's enough already. <laughs> well, considering we only like a year later, we would find out the true nature of Hulk Hogan. Maybe Jimmy Hart was like, he saw it in the locker room. He got out know? of there where he could, yeah. yeah. Do you like Flair's uh, actual music or his WWF one? I like his actual better. I think I do. I do I, I like his WWF one, though. His music's more... It just makes more sense for... The other one just sounds like an imitation. It is. It yeah. literally... 
is the definition of an imitation. Yeah, it's, it's super imitation. I think this is such a bizarre match, in all honesty, because Ric Flair really is Healy right now. Like, in a fit, They're both heels. Yeah, I guess the giant. They're both heels, yeah. yeah. Just to clarify. But he's, like, extra Healy now. Like, he shouldn't be fighting the giant, period. Well, Liz throwing money away. That's oh, that's the Savage's money, money, of course, yeah. yeah. She's taking it out of the alimony account. That's this, like, that's literally, like, the story. This is a little bit after the um, the table, yeah. right? Where Flair had the big table. Remember, right. you know what I mean. The, the VIP The VIP. Account. That's a little yeah. after that, right? Wait, Macho Man's getting... Oh. He's in the back. There's the Macho Man. They're holding him back, though? Oh, who's he fighting back there? I don't know. Hacksaw Duggan? Who is that? Yeah, it is. It's it is Duggan. Duggan and Eddie Guerrero. With a mustache. <laughs> Why does he look D like Hector? D D Doug Dillinger. Donuts Dillinger over here. And who's the other guy? I don't see. That was... Oh, look, Ric Flair's going to go mock him. Oh, shit. Oh, Liz is going to mock him. Woman's going to slap him. Oh. <laughs> I love that they care more about this than Giant. That's a bad move, though, yeah. Gwen. That, that might turn out to bite Ric Flair in the ass. This is important. Fucking with Randy Savage. Yes. It's like they got to get another a knife in there, right? Yep. Like, they don't care. There's Savage Hogan guy that you were talking about. Yeah. It's like Dutch Mantel. It's weird. <laughs> giant looks awesome here. Remember when he went to WWF and it stunk? Yeah. For 20 years? Good. Yeah. Everybody won the Royal Rumble in 2000. <laughs> Rick Flair's but he still didn't. taking the time to strut right now. Horrible. Ideally, when Jimmy turned heel, his suits were always dark. Yeah, it's good. They're Rick, still airbrushed, but. No fucking fear of this giant. Still. It's a bad move, Quinn. <laughs> he's I mean, he's strutting around. It's not a smart move. It went right in his face, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> when you were watching WCW in 96, right? Because I know we were both watching then. Did you like Flair? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I did not because he was a heel, so that's okay. But I just thought he was cool. Like, I was like, I just what thought. What is cool about an old man in a bowl cut it's, it's pretending his, to be young? His It's his no fucks given nature about him. It's just always appealed to me. Like, this concept that he was so confident that he, he was still just, does this, that he by was the way. just better than everyone. Look at him. He's just laughing in his face. Giant's not impressed, though. Quinn. Yeah, I know. Who was your favorite wrestler in WCW? In WCW? During this time, yeah. DDP. Yeah, he was up there for me. I yeah. really liked DDP. I liked him even when he was a heel. So did I. And when he turned, when he got even cooler, I was like, oh my god. And when then Jericho really took, oh god, took Jericho. the crown for me after he came in. Did you like uh, I liked him as a big happy face, too. So did I. Did yeah. you like Savage in WCW? Not as much, because I felt like... I felt like Ric Flair always got like a one-up on him. Like, I was always like, wow, Ric Flair kind of kicks his ass. Did you like... He's um, smarter than him. Ooh, giant with a shove off oh. and going down to his knees, oh, challenging. See, now we got serious Flair. Yeah. Did you like uh, Vader? Were you watching when Vader was still there? Yeah. I liked Vader. Vader was good. Did you like Hogan? Face Hogan. I, like, not a, I thought I he was did. hokey. So did I, yeah. right? I thought he was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, woman with the tips. Yeah, that'll help. He's I just, tall. I just weirdly thought the Four Horsemen were really cool during this time, and I know that this isn't like well, the best version of them. The Pillman era was good. Yeah. I love the Pillman era. I like the Mongo, though. I love Mongo. Yeah. I, rem I remember the lead up to the whole Mongo and Kevin Green thing. And Fantastic. Bobby was involved. Yep. Remember, he's like, I'll, I'll coach or whatever. It's like weirdly underrated. It, it's like, pretty good. It, yeah. Whoa, shoulder block again. Oh, my flare goes nowhere. Yeah, man, Rick Flair, he doesn't stand a chance. See, this is what this is a great thing. I, I think it's good what they did here. This is pretty fun, man. Yeah, Rick Flair really like he just did not give a shit. Whoa. And it's gonna you're right, it's gonna bite him in the ass. Here. Press slam by giant yeah. or savage interferes. 
I really don't know like, if I, Jaya I'm, wins here, yeah. though. And, like, listen, folks, I understand I that this is not Ric Flair at his prime or anything, but I just, I feel like he just, he still had, like, a lot of, like, enthusiasm and charisma and yes, stuff. And, like, and it, it just, he didn't, he was, like, he was old, but for, at the same time, he just seemed kind of like, he seemed like there was something extra to him that I could never, like, some intangible about him that I, I just recognized him as, oh, that's a star, right? He's only 47 here. Right. I mean, I'm saying only in the sense of the context that he's around for much longer than this. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not, like, ancient here. Yeah. There's people wrestling now that are this age or right. older, you know? That's all I mean by that. I uh, just, I just like the, some wrestlers, like, Sometimes it's just like they have confidence and it exudes out of them and you can just it comes through on the screen. Oh, Flair's one of them. Yeah. No and, doubt about and it. And it's just that was like the thing with Ric Flair. Even when he was old, I was just kind of like, I don't know. He's kind of a, he kind of seems like he knows what the fuck he's doing in there. You just like him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't hate him. I mean, I liked him in WCW. It just wasn't my favorite. You know, I, I did like him. Like, sometimes. you know, it's super weird. What? I didn't love him in WF the second time. However, oh God, I thought the last year, the way he was booked to retire, I thought it was good. I know, I know you didn't like it, but I like it. Leave the memories alone. Yeah, I thought that retirement ceremony was amazing. Huh? Chops by Flair have no effect here. As the giant just laughs at him. the giant is what? You the reason I, I think it's weird that you don't like that is because they made it seem like a big deal, like that he was retiring. Like they made it seem like a big event. Like it was cool. Do you want to know why? Do you don't want to know why I didn't care? Why? Because I didn't think he was going to stay retired. But he kind of... Did, did he really come back? Oh, wait. Oh, the TNA. He never came back to WE, though. Like, he came back, but he would never wrestle. Yeah, and the other... Yes, and the other thing is, truthfully, by 2008, I was just like, why is he still wrestling? I didn't get it. Well, that's why he was retiring. Like, I know now Sting is, what, going to be 63 this year, and... The he longer like halfway he doesn't really I wrestle that he wrestles like a one match a year or something. But the longer we go on, the more and more careers get longer and the average age gets older. But you know, 14, 15 years ago, it was like Ric Flair's old. Why is he beating people that are young and in shape? He slaps on the figure four after a two minute raw match after not working the leg, and I'm supposed to like it. And he's fighting Sylvain Grenier and stuff. Like But I don't but what good does that do for either of them? Yeah. He's retiring, so he beats a guy. It's just, I never liked it. I know. I was like, he's flabby and shitty looking. I don't <laughs> care anymore. Back to this match here. Giant going for a... This is not looking good for Ric Flair. No, it isn't. Suplex? Beautifully done. I love Pee-wee yeah. selling it. See, Pee-wee reacts to the moves. Yes. Earl wants people to react to him. Mm -hmm. That's the difference when people talk about like refs doing shit. Earl's like, yeah. But Pee Wee just reacts to what he's seeing like a human I being. I'm glad you're seeing my side of it. Now, do you ever, you know what I always liked about this woman and and Elizabeth thing? Flare up and over. Yeah, go ahead. I like the dynamic that Elizabeth's there for revenge, and so she's never really like comforting Ric Flair or anything. No, she doesn't care about Ric Flair. But woman is like seemingly like his girlfriend or something in this like thing. Is there an inference that maybe she's either A, sucking up to him for the money or two, that he's paying her to do that? I don't know because I, I always got the impression that like as a kid I was like, oh, they're dating or something in kayfabe. What is this giant on the top? Giant all the way up top? Oh, where was he going? How did he jump that far? He's seven feet tall. What the fuck? He jumped across the whole ring. Well, that's because he's seven feet tall, but oh. why did he jump that far? Flair wasn't that far away. 
I bad. think the way they were trying to make bad. that look is Ric Flair rolled, so it yeah. it was that was bad, yeah. Quinn. He, even if Flair didn't move, he wouldn't hit him. <laughs> that's on the Giant, though. The, the yeah, it's on the Giant. Yeah, I'm that's saying, not yeah. Ric Flair. Charge oh, shit, by the Giant. Out. Flair's in a move. Giant. Whoa. Ooh, whoa, what a bump. The Sergeant Slaughter bump. What the hell? Why does Giant, like, take bumps like he's, like... Sean Waltman? Yeah, what's going on here? Remember he used to do that? Yeah. Oh, he's got the... Oh, he's got the... the what's it, some chicken wire? <laughs> what is... That's, like, from her purse or something. Yeah. What appears to be wire cord. Yeah. Choking uh, by the wire. That's one way to take a giant down. Absolutely. Would you say we're down on the wire here? Yeah. Thank you. Now, Macho Man's going to break this up or some shit, right? That's what I'm thinking. Liz is talking to Pee Wee. Oh, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love that it's the reverse. Like, she's heel. Yeah, and she can call him Randy yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Randy. Yeah. It's true. Sometimes things just work out. This was a great three team, like the trio. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was good. I I remember being very intrigued when Liz came back out yeah. of nowhere. I was like, "What the but, fuck?" Man, Ric Flair just using that shit again, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I've always given. By the way, I've always given WCW WCW credit for their version of the Flair Savage feud because it's better. They they picked up from where WWF left off. Yeah, and it's they brilliant. They to me, they like escalated. Yeah, it. they escalated. Bobby kept the continuity. He's like, yeah, I used to manage Flair. was yep. his financial advisor. Because there was, like, unfinished business yes. with it, right? He never really finished in WF. That fucking... What was supposed to be the bluff? That Survivor Series tag match? Sunk. <laughs> Razor Ramon? That felt like we're still in the middle of it. <laughs> like, and then Mr. Perfect butted in and, like, <laughs> messed up the whole feud. <laughs> he stinks! <laughs> Man, now Ric Flair's really punching him right in the face. Giant shoves Flair away, though. This is a pretty good match, huh? Mm -hmm. What a good Nitro. Wow, he just kicked him in. That'll work. Whoa. Kicked him in the balls. The giant balls. The bigger they are, the harder they ball. Thank oh, you. Look at Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair would never admit that the giant has bigger balls than him. Well, I don't want to find out the answer to that. Yeah. Although you probably can by paying money. I'm sure Ric Flair has measurements somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. I don't want to say it. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> He's Ric Flair. Yeah, that woman just more, Ooh, more, more tape. wire. Oh, she's gonna just do it now, huh? Yep. She don't care. Uh, no. She oh, she's choking the woman, choking on the giant. Well, I mean, she's coming off ECW. That's what I'm saying. Sloppy Sandman. Sandman over here. Sloppy Sandman is right. This is this is right up in her wheelhouse, you know. She's not exactly the most scrupulous of uh, managers yeah. or valets, if you will. Woman, woman, won't you call me now? As Ric Flair says. Yep. That's right. Or marry me now. That's what he says. He says that a lot, yeah. apparently, and yeah. then says, uh, "Never mind." Now, was Ric Flair married during this? Of course he does is. Does it matter? He At always this, is. The, uh, does it matter? I'm just asking. Oh, giant throwing Flair oh, up the top. This will take 10 years. There it is. Boom. Yeah, that was actually quick That was them. actually quick like, for Flair. And giant. Yeah. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. He's making the choke slam face. Way, where the hell is... Oh, Jimmy. Is Jimmy Hart occupado with um, Macho Man or something right now? Like, it trying to hold... in Jimmy. Where is Jimmy Hart? You're right. I think he got messed up when the Macho Man... The Savage thing? Yeah. Choke slam? Whoa. <gasps> oh, shit. Wait. Ric Flair, get out of there. Do we have a new champion? Some, the, the ladies are coming in. Here comes Liz. Here comes Woman. Here comes oh, Iron Anderson. Anderson. There's oh, a chair and a giant. Here. Oh, but Sullivan's he, there. He's his taskmaster. <gasps> oh, but Giant saw Sullivan oh, with a chair. Dig. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at Iron Anderson. He did it. <laughs> Look at Arnold happy now. 
Now choke remember, slam, Sullivan. Now remember, the horseman, choke slam. the horseman had some weird alliance with the Dungeon of Doom last night. Yeah, because of the Hogan thing. Oh, 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 no. Giant going after Arn now. <laughs> that is good. Iron. Arn wearing the WCW Nitro shirt, by the and way. He just does that. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Oh Giant my, now choke slammed everyone. No, baby! Don't do it! Jimmy Hart in the ring now. Oh no, Jimmy Hart's gonna get... Randy, what are you doing? No, Randy. don't throw the match out. No! There's too much nonsense going on, I Joe. I don't care! No one hurt anyone. What do you mean? Giant hurt all of them. Giant shouldn't get DQ'd, or no one should get DQ'd. No, Ric Flair should, because somebody hit Giant with a chair. He didn't care, though. Still. Look at Jimmy. <laughs> Look at women, like, all desperately trying to wake Iron up. This is great. <laughs> Liz taking care of Flair. Oh, oh. So Giant's just a free agent now? Is that what this is? He didn't turn on Jimmy. He's turned just leaving. Turned on his Taskmaster, though. Well, because remember him and Jimmy were both kind of, like, playing both sides of the fence here? Were they? Why is Mongo back? No contest. No contest. That's bullshit! Now, again with this, we won't DQ both of them or whatever. Yeah. It was Arn Anderson who hit him in the back with a chair. The giant Why is Mongo back? Was he here the whole time we just didn't notice? Where, where did Tony Did Tony sit? ever show up? I heard his voice. Was it just for the one match? Did we just, like, imagine Tony being here completely? He was there. I didn't see him ever. Anderson and the Taskmaster are going to team up against... You know, I don't like how Bischoff in real life always looks pissed off when Bobby's talking. I think it's part... He always rolls his eyes on purpose, because they... Like, here's the thing... In Is WCW, it really on purpose? No, no, no. They, uh, in my, Bobby's not being funny, though. No, no, no. But here's the thing. In WCW, they... All the other announcers, they played up the, like, we hate Bobby thing but he's even being... more than WWF. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, even fucking what's-his-head hates him. Um, Lee Marshall. This, uh, Gordon, Gordon Soli hates him. Well, you know what? Uh, fuck you, Bobby. Yeah, like, How about every, that? like, literally everyone hated him. Like, that that, that was the gimmick. I, Bischoff's just playing, up, playing it up. Are you sure? I don't think he didn't like Bobby Heenan. But Bobby's not even saying anything heelish or weird. He's just describing well, what's going on. let's just see. Wait, you're, hey, you're, you're freeze-framing Bischoff. How are they going to work? I, and you notice how Arn Anderson looked over and was laughing? Well, next week, Arn Anderson and the Taskmaster are going to team up against the Booty Man and He's Hulk Hogan. Way. How are they going to work? I don't know. I don't know. A whole lot of friction going on yeah, here, Mongo. A whole lot him. of friction. I just can't believe that. It turned into five on one. Like that he's holding his dog. Yeah, the everybody else is splattered all over the arena. I'd like to know what's Little going Pepe. through Giant's so mind good. right now because he's just turned his back on everybody that he's been supporting for Michael a long is time. great. Remember, <laughs> I just can't keep my eyes off him. Oh, Hulk next week. Next week. We'll have more. Ted Bobby. Sit in the choking. He's still doing it. He's great. And there you have it. Ow! So this is long, but with no commercials. So Richard and I were wondering, like, why was it so? Like, it was almost an hour, but they only kept in any WCW related yeah. commercials. That's cool. Uh, good pick, Jimmy Borden. Thank you, Richard, for putting that on the schedule. I gotta say, Quinn, that was a good episode of Nitro, huh? I told you this era is weirdly underrated. People always forget about the pre NWO Nitro. It's it was still good. pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Because once we read those Raw results, I remember I saw that Raw. I remember that Sean versus Leaf Cassidy match. Yeah, I remember that. That's about the only thing, but I know that I saw that. And God, I love WWF, but... I think I remember that Ahmed Johnson shit, too. <laughs> I missed that Triple H match because I was watching what's going on on here. I don't but... blame you. But good pick, Borden. Thank you very much. And folks, thank you for picking OVP. Whether you're on the video or the audio, just the, the reminders here. If you're on the audio and you want the video version of what we just watched, 
Go to our YouTube channel. If you don't see it there, it's on Vimeo. Or just go to the episode link here. We have the thing, or it's on a Facebook group. It's posted if you want to watch it with us. If you're on the video version, we had a whole opening segment earlier in the show where we talked about the NWO. Mm -hmm. Check that out. Subscribe to our audio show because you get exclusive stuff that's only on that. One way or another, though, we thank you for being with us. I guess the reminders, Quinn, are that they should follow us on Twitter at OBP Podcast. Clips, gifts, whatever. All the things. Yeah. Subscribe if you haven't on YouTube or Vimeo. Facebook is a very big deal because people talk about wrestling and we're there. Yes. So we talk there too. So join the group there. And obviously, if you want more OVP content every single week, the 1984 canon, and every month, a new WWF pay per view, check that out at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But until next week, it'll finally be spring and we'll be springing into another live review and another opening segment. Until that time, this is Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. Thank you for being with us. We will see you next week. See ya. Man, you see the size of home heat lately? They're huge, man. Good God. I know. I'll tell you, I'm sick of it, too. So stay. Yeah. What did Luger say? I'll tell you. <laughs> Nobody else, all right? What do you say you and me join the Shake Your Booty Tour, huh? Hey, what's wrong? What's your sign? We know how to get the dirt. Call 1-900-909-9900. A dollar 49 per minute. Kids get parents' permission before calling. Guess, guess, guess.